Welcome everybody to episode 157 of the Nick and Matt show. It's kind of unusual for me to be sitting here alone like this, not coming into our two up scene where me and Nick are sitting, but I am joined by Evan Kearns of Statmando. There he is. Boom. Just like that. How are you doing, Evan? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Matt? Great. We've seen a lot of each other the last month. I feel like up at Smugs, uh, Maple Hill, um, multiple times. In between. In between. It's true. At my backyard <laughs> tournament. Yeah, we also have intern Ben here. There he is in all of his glory. Let's go. What's with the Yankees? Are you legitimately a Yankees fan? I am a Yankees fan and I'm a Matty really? O fan. Uh, hootie hoo, baby. Man. Man, the Yankees what? have only won three World Series. That's like kind of sad. That stinks. <laughs> That, that's B- judging based on your hat. Statmando, uh, you should stick <laughs> what with, am I? with disc golf stats. Yeah, three okay. short, four short, a lot. So <laughs> that's a great way to start it. Nick is just running late. He's work, and that's something that you got to do sometimes. <laughs> Want to shout out to all the fans, Ben, Evan. I'm sure we haven't convened since the event. This is kind of like the Maple Hill hangover, as I think they call it often. I slept so much. (laughs) So many fans coming up and saying hi and thank you. People from all over the country, people from all over the region, we appreciate you so, so much. So if you're listening to this and you were able to say hi to me, I'm talking to you. Right, Ben? Wasn't it awesome? Yeah, it was. was, The amount of times I got recognized was like... (laughs) Absorbing them, I was insane. Nothing I would ever expect, and I sometimes I didn't get recognized from the Nick and Matt show, so that felt really good. Um, that I'm 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 uh, branching out and weird because you're like you don't recognize me, and maybe you don't have enough camera time. No, I don't know. No, but from like my YouTube mostly and my expo, I don't really know. Dude, is but. your YouTube taking off? Yeah, I'm not taking off, but some I have like two videos with over thirty thousand. One video over 25,000, maybe, views. Come on, everybody. Come on, so go subscribe. Ben Kenny. Disc Golf Mr. Beast. Okay. Yup. <laughs> um, oh, and Simon's channel. Yes, yes. Daniel had a great point. Right. It's because I threw in the time, or I threw the time lapse and then threw it in. Um, and uh, just because I've been Simon's vlogs. That's also why. Very true. Yes. Uh, I remember being out at a few world championships, spectating or caddying for my kids, and people are like, I've seen you on Simon's channel. I'm like, I have my own podcast, but Simon has a lot more subscribers. So shout out to them. Uh, Some people have been asking, so here's the 10-second version. My ankle is still recovering. This is the sixth week anniversary of my ankle injury right before the show went live. Uh, Physical therapy is a thing. I've been doing that multiple times a week for the past few weeks, and it just is what it is. I caddied for Gannon, and Gannon, if you're listening, shout out to you for uh, the way you finished out. We'll talk about that a little bit, but my ankle would be so aching every day at the end of the evening. I have to ice that real good. All right, um, finally, Disc Golf Pins pre-order is still a thing. The link is in our description. If you haven't placed your order for a Disc Golf Pin of the Nick and Matt Show to show your support, get in now while we're small. I mean, 10,000 subscribers. Um, If you get in now and you have this original pin and then we do other iterations, you'll wish you had this one. So if you haven't done it yet, click in there. Support Disc Golf Pins. Um, Incredible. This is small company. I say small as in like, you know, the owner, you're talking to the owner at her booth, Nina, shout out to Nina. 
uh, every they have every state pin. So if you have a state, uh, <laughs> I'm assuming we have international audience. But if you're listening from a, a United States state, they have those pins for you. Um, they have your favorite players as pins. Um, now they have the Nick and Mash show as a pin. We're going to do other iterations of this. We have a great one coming at some point uh, that we think you'll all like. Go check that out right now, Disc Golf Pins. If, if you don't use the link in our description, you can just search for Nick and Matt on discgolfpins.com. Incredible. Uh, people are already buying and purchasing pins because of what we're saying about them, and we thank you for trusting us with that. All right, so then here's the show rundown. Uh, we're waiting for Nick to come in. If you think I'm on camera a lot tonight, it's because I am right now. <laughs> Waiting for Nick. Evan's here as well, but I'm just trying to get some of this out of the way. We've got Haley King lined up for a phone call in about 15 minutes. We have JP, Jonathan Poole, the co-founder of the USDGC, coming on to talk about things that are happening at the USDGC this year. We obviously have to talk about a little bit of US women's. Um, and then everyone's here like, hey, where's Matty O? And, uh, we ask the same question. <laughs> we ask the same question. So I, I'm going to put out like an apology and, and just to our fans. We know you trust us to get these interviews for you. You come here and you're always, you know, happy to hear first thing on Monday night. We have the contacts we need. We have attempted as many ways we can possibly to line him up. I won't get into all the details, but we have probably three or four different avenues of attempt here. Um, with zero response. Now, good for Matteo. You are not hearing his complaint here. I just want you to know we tried. Uh, I bet you he's just soaking it all in. And I can imagine that after yesterday's win, Evan, he must be like, what's it like? Overload, right? Like emotion overload, like sensory overload. Um, Evan, what did you think about that with Matteo taking it down? Just, just for a moment on that without getting into stats. Yeah, he, he for sure is enjoying every single moment. I mean, it's a long time coming. I won't say any stats, but it has been a long time coming. Uh, he knew it. Uh, all of his fans, his friends. Uh, thanks, Ben. Uh, <laughs> and they they all uh, knew it was a long time coming. They were excited for it. He was excited for it. If there's a player of any division this entire year who's gotten a win, that was like the most relieving and the most just like pure joy. It's this one by a mile. I don't think there's one that really comes close to this magnitude. So a uh, great win for Maddie, great win for all of his fans and all of his friends. I, I, it, we would love to have him on, but I would not be shocked <laughs> if he has not touched his phone in 24 hours. So, and I actually would go as far as to say, I think his phone is shut off. Uh, I am determined that that's the case. Um, Again, without getting into all of the details, we had people that I thought for sure would be able to get a hold of him because um, maybe he was ignoring us, but that didn't even happen. So I'm excited for him, and I expect that you will hear his interview sometime this week, whether it's from us or not. I would imagine that's going to happen, and that's just the nature of it. We, we're going to go listen as well if that happens. Uh, one other thing, Kristen Tatar, you've probably heard it, but Kristen Tatar uh, declined us for an interview recently. She did no interviews on podcast. Um, we do think we have something lined up for the off season and stay tuned for Alden's vlogs without giving away any more information beyond that. That's all I'm going to say. You might've seen my social media last week. There's something going on there. All right. Um, let's do this right out of the gate. Ben, I know we weren't totally ready for this, but can you hit 
live call, and we're taking caller number four. And caller number four is going to win. Let me pull this up here. This is going to be a test. Caller number four is going to win. I'm finding it here. Oh, I can see pictures. Um, a bar stamp roach. And I think that's what... Wait, that's not what this is. But you're going to win a bar stamp roach. So the call, the phone number is up there. I can see first call coming in. Sorry, declined you. Try again. Um, it says the first one is a bar stamp roach. So I'm going to hold it up here on screen. Second call coming in. Maybe it's the same person. This is a bar no. stamp roach. And I'm going to tell you, okay, there's a second. There's a third. Next caller, we're bringing you in. And you win the bar stamp roach. Um you have that muted right now, or I, I, I never mind. I don't hear the ring. So the next caller, there it is. Boom, three, two, one. We should be able to hear you. Welcome to the Nick and Matt show. If you can hear me, you are live. Can you hear us? Oh, I can hear somebody there. Can you hear us it, live on your phone alien? call? Okay, oh. we dropped it. We dropped it. So we're gonna take the next one. I don't know how they did that. They're probably gonna kick themselves. Keep calling. They're, keep calling. They're keep like, calling. here it is. Oh, right okay, we're taking it. All right, can you hear us live on the Nick and Matt show? If you can, please mute your YouTube and then go ahead and give us your name. My name is Josh. Josh, all right, you made it through. Uh, I'm going to start shutting everybody else down here except for you. Uh, Josh, can you, while we're on the phone, just send me a quick text message with your first and last name and your address. Go ahead and do that now if, you're, if you know how to do that. I mean... I don't know how old you are, but most people can do that. And what we're going to do is we're going to get you. Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. What we're going to do is get you this bar stamp roach. And the reason why we're giving this away, if you saw or listened to our bonus episode in the middle of the week this last week, we've did a lot of media this week uh, with the Paul Macbeth Foundation and Fight for the Forgotten. They are still taking donations. They're still raising money for their cause to put in a course and work together collaboratively. And they're still matching 100% of your donations. So if you go there, don't super chat us tonight. Um, go there and donate. If you donate 100, they get 200. If you donate whatever it is, 20, they get 40. This is to help disc golf and sustainability in these places. Uh, it's an, an amazing thing. So Josh, real quick while you're on the show, where are you from? Um, Bemidji, Minnesota. Okay, Minnesota. Is is that like, why do I feel like it's like a Minnesota, don't you know? Is that like a thing? Wisconsin. Yeah, kind of. This far up north, it probably is. We're like an hour away from Canada. Okay, an hour away from Canada. Cool. So it's already snowing there? No, I'm kidding. I'm just being ignorant. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Just a reminder again, this is a thanks to Paul Macbeth Foundation. I will provide your information to them. And then you will receive that at some point or some communication there. Okay. All right. Appreciate your time, fellas. Appreciate the show. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Okay. So let me just make sure I have this before we go. Cause that'd be a bummer to his phone number. What it ends with. I'm trying to see if he's, he didn't send a text yet. Did he Ben? I don't see it. No. Okay. So we'll wait for that text to come in. If you see it, you can respond to it and then, or just whatever. Maybe just take down the information. There he is. Can you just punch that in a text message to me or something? I don't know. Sure. I don't want to miss it. Sure. Okay. Uh, Evan, go ahead and give us some stats. It was really epic, but let's lead right into it. Let's get into the stats of MVP Open. All right. Well, we already mentioned Matty O. Let me stick on him for a little bit. Uh, as Ben was saying uh, in my ear, 
7,413 days since his first elite or major start. That was back in 2003 at the Disc Golf Hall of Fame Classic in Georgia. I, I would assume that's at the International Disc Golf Center or maybe WR Jackson, uh, but I don't know for certain. Uh, but that was the inaugural national tour season, the first season of elite events. It was the sixth ever elite series event. Um, it was the, I have it right here, the 33rd elite or major. Majors go back all the way to 1982. We generally only had one a year um, until USDGC came around. Uh, and so that kind of just puts it in a magnitude that this guy, Matteo, has been playing for a while, uh, <laughs> played in the sixth ever Elite Series event, and he got his first win in the 243rd Elite Series event. And that's 340 if you include majors. Um, over 20 years of playing, he played events every single year. It's not like he took a long break in between. If of course, had a couple years of less events, uh, but he has been there th through thick and thin. He had the most podiums without a win at Elite Series and Major events before this event. Uh, he had 12. Now he has 13, but he has the win. So uh, we'll scratch him and cross him off that list because he has <laughs> the dub. Um it was his 138th uh, leader major start too. So that really tells you how long he's uh, been around. This is one of those records that I, I think might never be broken. Um, it, it's incredible to be playing for that long and then get it at, I mean, he's not that old. I don't know his age to be honest, um, but he still feels like he's a pretty young player. Uh, definitely under 40. Uh, this was also a chase card win, which marks back-to-back -back chase card wins at the MVP open. Uh, first time we've ever seen that at the elite or major level. Ooh, that's uh, fun. The, yeah. Right. It's only the fourth event ever, uh, on the elite or major level to, uh, have multiple chase card winners, like in its history. And now, uh, Maple Hill has done it in back-to-back -back wow. years. Wow. And then, uh, four stroke victory, uh, coming from the chase card, which, Think about that like you come from the chase card you're already trailing or likely trailing you're likely not a co-leader if you're on the chase card and he wins by four strokes that ties the largest margin of victory for a chase card winner uh in mpo history at a leader majors matt you want to take a guess quick guess 10 seconds <laughs> who he tied for the record Oh, I, I have zero idea. Not not in ten All seconds. Right. Go ahead. You weren't you weren't at this event, but you were at the other time at this event. There's been a chase card winner. It's one of those four events. Idlewild Eagle. Uh, you saw Eagle McMahon's uh, chase card win. It's not Eagle McMahon. It was two <laughs> years prior. It was Paul McBeth in 2018, who also won by four strokes at the uh, 2018 Idlewild Open. Nice. So cool, little bit of trivia there ties that record. Uh, and last thing before I f switch over to FPO is. Uh, Maple Hill is a tough place to play. I'm sure we'll talk about that more later. Oh, uh, in the last <laughs> six years, if you are the leader or co-leader, outright or tied, going into the final round at Maple Hill, in MPO specifically, none of them have gone on to win. 0% uh, win rate. The last time we saw a leader or co-leader who enters the final round as that leader or co-leader at the MVP Open was Ricky Wysocki, who was tied with Greg Barsby that year. Oh. And he went on to win. Every single year since they've they've gone on to lose. I mean, lots of good finishes, second place, and this year Simon and Calvin finished fourth. Um, it's not. I, I wouldn't call it a choke. I would call it someone else coming out and winning. Uh, but that's what Maple Hill does, <laughs> and it gets a lot of exciting finishes. Uh, and even though we haven't seen the same in FPO, uh, it was quite the exciting finish uh, with Haley King winning. I'm gonna hop into right into that unless you guys had anything no, more to add about that. No, no, you did great. Keep going. 
All right. Uh, Haley King wins. It's her second win of the season. Uh, she won DDO earlier this year. Um, that one was in a playoff. This one wasn't. She got it uh, outright. Uh, thanks to a two-stroke swing and hole 17 um, over Kristen Tatar, who took a bogey, and Haley King took a birdie, if I'm correct. It was a two-stroke swing. Uh, we were up at uh, hole 18's green, so we didn't get to watch it. But we are seeing scores come in, and it was nuts, just all the chaos happening. I mean, Owen Scoggins was in the mix. Evelina Salonen was in the mix. I think at all four of those players all led at different points uh, throughout the event. Uh, really exciting. And then Haley King, uh, actually, they all did a really good job sticking the island. But Haley King st sticks the island to get that win. Um, really monumental. It's her second season of having um, multiple elite or major wins. Last year, she only had one elite or major win. It was U.S. Women's which we'll see that event happening next week. Uh, but that was her only win of 2022. And in 2021, she won four elite uh, or major events. I think it was four, uh, three national tours and one disc golf pro tour. Going back to the last season of the national tours. Um, she It's her eighth uh, elite or major win of her career, which is a solo 10th place for most all time in FPO. Uh, she is now one win away from tying Elaine King uh, on the all-time wins leaderboard, which I think is kind of uh, fun. I don't think there's any relation there, um, but tying another king. <laughs> um, I, I, the crazy story here is uh, Kristen, and I'm going to try to pronounce her name as Terry was, which is the um, how Kristen pronounces it, but it's more of a Tatar. I'm going to try to do that. It's going to be funky. It's going to sound weird, but I am going to try to do my best to pronounce names how they intend to be named not that i think Kristen uh is annoyed at it or anything but trying to do uh respect to her uh but Kristen was uh not leading coming into the round but grabbed the lead throughout the round and was looking pretty dominant uh i believe after hole 14 was it a three stroke lead uh she made a birdie putt on there looked good i mean four holes to play Kristen tatar with a three stroke lead i think you're gonna call that like set and no, uh, you know, her putt wasn't a hundred percent on Haley King looked really good and, uh, Haley comes and gets the victory. So a really exciting finish. It was, it was one of those, was you just like, you didn't know what was going to happen. And that gives really good excitement. And I think that's something we've kind of missed in FPO of recently. Usually the final hole, we know who's going to win and it's generally Kristen. Uh, so, uh, it made for exciting disc golf. Matt, what'd you think? It did. And I was on the tailgating section when FPO was coming up the fairway and big moment um, for Haley King. You know, if you've listened to this show for a while, that I actually have a take that Haley could be or will be um, the dominant FPO player in the future. What that means is I don't know when, but it seems like if she can put her things together, and what do I mean by things? I don't know. Um, Mental game was obviously something she talked about in her last interview with us. Um, I feel like she has the skills to perform higher level than most of the FPO. So we'll see. Uh, I watched it happen. I didn't see any choke, and that's not a simple upshot. That island is postage stamp green island. Um, so incredible for her to be able to do that. And all right. Um, let's see. Okay, uh, Haley King, as I'm talking about her, texting me. She couldn't find her headphones, <laughs> but she just found them. So we'll call her in a minute. Um, 
and I think well, she, I'll say she may be traveling. While, while that's getting set is uh, with Kristen Tatar. Uh, Tatar, I'm I'm really trying hard. It's try, tough. Uh, I try. I'll tell you the name. I tried to say this week after you get done. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, she has now finished uh, second at the MVP Open the last three times she's played it, which is the only three times she's played it in her career. Uh, she is looking for that elusive Maple Hill win. Um, Terry Miller said this, and I I kind of like it, but it's the you know the Maple Hill monkey on her back. Uh, trying to figure it out. So uh, it's the only elite or major event that she's played multiple times, only active uh, elite or major event that she has not won. So, uh, I mean, pretty cool to have all of them. Uh, not really a knock, but kind of an interesting uh, little thing right there. Absolutely. Um, so with that being said, and without Nick still in the ep- Nick's not here yet, man. This is weird. Like, okay. Uh, but with that being said, let's go ahead and welcome to the show. The current, oh, there you go, Evan. I mean, Evan, I read Evan as I looked at Ben. Ben's getting technical here. Okay, but welcome to the show. The current uh, reigning two day, uh, one day later, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, Haley King, she took down the MVP Open, the final playoff event of the Disc Golf Pro Tour. And we have her lined up on a phone call. So we could stay here, I guess, without the audio thing up on screen because Nick's not here yet. But you'll just have to trust us that she's talking, and it really is Haley. Right, Haley? You're there? <laughs> yeah, I am. What's up? <laughs> What's up? So uh, you're you're driving on your way to the next event. Is that correct? Yes. I'm actually going to take a pit stop at my house real quick, though, to say hi to my kitty cat. Ah, oh, the cats. I think we've done interviews with you with the cats, and I think the lizards. Uh, is there any other pets that you have that we never we never heard about? No, sir. That is it. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. Um, so, hey, if you get if you that pit stop comes up soon and you need to jump off, you just let us know, of course. But let's get into it. Uh, this was not a major as they classify them. But where do you rank this in your wins? Um, you've had some big ones, really big ones. Where do you rank this? Is it its own thing? Or where do you put it? I, I feel like this is my best one so far only because this is the first event where I have felt like I'm happy that I won rather than relief. Even when I won the U.S. Women's last year, it was still just like a relief that I won and then I was off the course, not happy. So this is the best one yet. Wow. Um, we may change the title of our show to say Haley says best one yet. That's awesome. I'm glad you, you shared that with us. So the difference between being relieved um because of what was the feelings you had when you say relieved what what was that feeling about i mean it was just kind of like i i don't really know it's kind of it's hard to describe but i was i don't know it's it's really hard to describe why i felt like relieved but yeah it was more of a relief feeling rather than being happy and like excited i guess like i wasn't in the moment maybe Mm mm-hmm Wow. Okay, cool. Well, anyways, the fact that you felt happy about this, like that feeling of I did it right. That's spectacular. I showed you up on top of the pro shop over the overlooking hole 18, that, that video shot I did of you. It was an absolute perfect upshot. What were the nerves like in that moment? You talked about being happy to win, but in the moment of that upshot, was it full confidence? Was your heart beating? Tell us about that moment. That was probably the most calm shot. Uh, 
shot I threw all day. I was very confident and I was just ready to get the job done. Just ready to get the job done. That is awesome, Haley. I th- I've told you this and I say it almost every time I see you. I said, you're no pressure. You're my pick for being one of the one of, if not the most dominant FBO player to ever live. That's kind of my I'm sticking with it. And you're showing me that I'm not that far off. And I think maybe I'm right. So, Evan, do you have any questions for Haley? Yeah, Haley, it was a uh, a swirling uh, event. Like the wind was all over the place, but also just like the leaderboard. I think there were times where you were in the lead. There were times where you fell maybe three or four strokes back, but then you worked back, got the lead, fell back. It, everyone was all over the place in this battle. Uh, talk us through... Uh, when you fell behind a few strokes, like what the battle was to kind of earn your way back to uh, the top of the leaderboard? Well, I didn't check scores the entire time, but after hole five, I kind of knew I was barring everything would be okay. But um, and I looked scores at 15 again and just kind of saw that I was back in it. A couple yeah, it just kind of it went very quickly. I was I was very focused on just throwing golf and having fun, so it's kind of hard to like think about the scores and all that stuff and like the reality of the situation. Yeah, um, you won on a significant. Maybe this is my perspective. So let me tell me your perspective. Is this a hard track? Is this really? It's it's significantly wooded. Or what's your opinion? Oh, yeah. I think it's one of the tougher tracks we play on tour, for sure. Okay, so you you win here with the field being what it is. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's really arguable, really. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Christian Tatar, or as Evan's trying to teach us, Tatar, or how? I don't know. Anyways. Tatar. Tatar. I think. Anyways, so the fact that you beat this field that was there on this track, what does this do for you? You've, you've been driving, you've been traveling today. Where's your confidence level at? Has it changed or is it always the same confidence level? I'd say this definitely gives me a new piece of confidence that I haven't had before. Um, I completely limited myself this weekend into throwing just super easy shots and like anything to get par. I was completely fine with par. Um, so it gave me new confidence that I don't have to do the crazy fun shots to score well, that I can do it, you know, just do simple stuff. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. And we'll take that and break it down later. Uh, Simon Lazat has said some of the same things in the last few years, and he started winning a lot. Um, do you feel like you have any of that similar mindset? If you've ever heard Simon talk about that mindset, have you had any of that mindset yourself? I think you've said it where I would rather go for the risky, whatever, birdie than go for the easy par. That's kind of your mindset in the past. Do you think that's starting to change or no? I would say it's definitely still uh, similar, but now I know that I can do it. So I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Everybody, Haley King doesn't even know yet. This is cool. I'm glad we're asking these questions because you're gonna. It, it's something that you're developing in as a player, and we're excited to watch it as well. Um, so you have all the tools to win. This is me as a fan and someone who talks about the sport for the past few years. Um, is what you're saying, what's been preventing you? I feel like you have them all, all the tools. 
Like, what is it, do you think, the biggest thing that's been preventing you from getting more wins? Honestly, it's non-baseball stuff. Just trying to grow up and, like, figure out who I am as a person, where I want to be. And, like, of course, I want to be playing baseball, so that's not a question. But all the other things about just being human um, and exploring all that stuff, so it's just taking a lot of focus outside of that because I want to be happy outside of the baseball course, you know? Uh, very impressive to hear you say that, and and I think we've seen many uh, disc golfers and pro athletes do the same thing, and totally respectable and commendable. So, uh, fantastic. Well, then you do what you you want to do, and sounds like to me, once you focus on that, you're starting to get more wins. So that's fantastic. Evan, anything else? Yeah, go, going back a second, Haley. You said you were just having fun out there on the course in the final round. Uh, what specifically, what was like driving you to have fun? Was it just like, in, uh, that's a weird way of saying that. I'm sorry, but was <laughs> it uh, just playing disc golf in general or is it, you know, the shots you were throwing? It was the atmosphere of the course. Uh, what, what was driving you uh, for the enjoyment? I would say that the last couple of years on tour, I kind of got in a spot where I was just worn out from playing tournaments. And it kind of pushed on to just like casual rounds as well. So I was mainly just trying to avoid out this year. And I mean, that's basically it. I If I'm going to tournaments, the main thing I'm going to focus on is having fun. Because if I'm not having fun, I know I'm going to force myself to do something that I want, don't want to do. And it can cause the burnout. So, yeah. Well, again people see you, you know, from a fan's perspective, but everyone has their own life outside of disc golf, just like I do when I'm done with work for the day. So keep working on that. Um, speaking of work, you are technically hired, if you will. You have a career with Innova Disc as your main sponsor. Uh, when is that contract up? I think it's up at the end of this year. She thinks. Pretty sure. <laughs> so, right, with that in mind, it tells me, yeah, maybe it's not the biggest deal. But but the fact of the matter is this could be considered then in the sports world a contract year, and I think hitting a win like this is fantastic for your career regardless. Um, let, let me ask you this. Um, kind of moving away from the wins, we talked about that a little bit. You got your round in um, – did you fully complete, I'm, I'm assuming you did, I didn't look this up, fully complete your round in the windy conditions on Saturday? Did I fully complete? Yes. Yeah, like so from start to finish with no break, correct? Correct. Yeah, yes. how, how windy was that? I truly think that was the most windiest conditions I've played in. <laughs> there it is everybody um there's this video and maybe you've seen it big germ we love the guy we'll have him back on again i'm actually wearing his hat right now shout out uh he did a social media post i don't know if you saw it where he's dropping grass and it falls straight to the ground he's like where's the wind and i'm thinking it's maybe not right where you are but it was windy i agree Haley. um so while you were in the woods did you have ever have any thought or concern of something falling down around you uh, I mean, yes, but no, I don't really care. I'm, I, I, I grew up in the woods, so I kind of know what it sounds like if it's falling like above me or if it's like, you know, 20 feet away, but so I wasn't too worried, no. <laughs> okay. And I should have prefaced, not like you're actually fearful for your life, but there was, a, there was conscious awareness that like, Hey, this could happen. And that's, I think that's kind of the big takeaway here. We actually have a topic about that tonight. Um, there's all different p opinions ranging all over the topic there. Um, 
And then before we let you go, um, does Maple Hill, I was getting, I sat around and talked to a lot of players this week, had the privilege and honor of doing that. So I'm staying at my house. What do you think about Maple Hill's course? You said it was demanding. Do you feel like it requires, I'll use the word perfection, but let me, let me define that. Like you throwing 98% like accurate. I'm going to go 98. Like there's little deviation, but like, if you want to get your birdies, you have to be right on. Otherwise there's luck involved. Do you agree with that for Maple Hill? Kind of, yeah. But, I mean, it's just a wood course. Like, so I feel like all wood courses are kind of like that. Ooh, I like it. So that's why I asked you. I, I just wanted to hear your input, and there's not a right or wrong here, but I actually like that answer. Um, we'll talk more about that later as well. Thank you for that. Um, and... I, um can I hop yeah, in here? Jump in, uh, Evan. Sorry. And by yeah, the way, everybody. It's hard when yeah, it's hard when we're remote. Ben, can but, you go to three yeah. up on the uh, the the phone call? Three up phone call. Boom. Okay, Evan, go ahead. Uh, yeah, we have Matt. In, or, sorry, we have Nick in the house now. Um, but Haley, you're the reigning champion of the U.S. Women's Major. But of course, it's a rotating major. Uh, do you feel, uh, does it feel like you're the reigning champ? Uh I guess you haven't set foot on the course yet or at the event, but will it feel like you're the reigning champ or is it different because it's a rotating course? Like how like maybe it hasn't set in yet, but just talk us through thinking about that. Uh, I, I don't think it'll feel like I'm like defending my title or whatever. It, this event is not one of my favorites, you could say. So, yeah. Okay. Do you, I, I know sometimes we put you on the spot, Haley. You know we love you, but what is it about that makes it not your favorite, if you don't mind us digging just a little bit? So I love how U.S. women brings all the women together. It just doesn't feel like it's like U.S. BGC. Mm, okay. It feels like it's more of like women's global rather than an actual, you know, United States Women's Championship. I'll finally chime in 30 minutes late. Haley, congratulations. It's Nick. I uh, just wanted to say congrats first and foremost, but uh, what is something that would make it feel more like a, you know, USDGC style? I think having it at one place forever or for however long mm -hmm. for a set amount of time is key. Yeah. I've talked about this on other disc golf podcast episodes as well as this one i think that actually is huge to have one spot and so i agree with you there now realistically could you you know let's take out u.s women's cgc and make the throw pink tournament that they have at the same time as yeah. uscgc making that the major is that something that you could see happening or would want to happen haley that's something i really wish for <laughs> okay Cool. Well, I'll, I'll also, ask, also ask this, Haley. Thanks for answering all these. Um, as of now, with Throw Pink just being an A tier, and you know, I say just being an A tier and just the uh, uh, sanctioning level. Of course, uh, everyone has different feelings about it. What's your uh, like? What would you if you won Throw Pink? How would you rate that win compared to uh, winning U.S. Women's last year or other uh, wins you had? Would you consider it the same level as like an elite or a major? Yes, I definitely would. I feel like that. I feel like throw pink is a major. It's not rated as a major. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. You, you broke up for half a second there. I think you said you consider it more or less as a major, even though it's not. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, this is good talking. I don't know how it is for you traveling. Maybe it takes up time for you and you're happy with it. Um, but Nick, you just jumped in. Evan, you have anything else? Or Haley, did we miss anything that you think we should have asked you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I'm wondering our yeah. guests are like, either they're like, please don't ask me about this. Yeah. Or they're like, I'm surprised they didn't ask me about this. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys pretty much nailed everything when it comes to the Maple Hill or the MVP open yeah. tournament talk and everything like that. I just want to once again, say congratulations. And then I guess the, the one realistically only question that I would have had that is kind of, I think relevant is, and I'm sure you guys probably asked this, but moving to the Charlotte, North Carolina area, is that something that really just kind of set up for being able to play at Maple Hill being a generally, you know, maybe 75% wooded or 60% wooded course compared to other tour courses that we see? I would say playing Nevin and Hornets Nest, Angry Beaver definitely helped me uh, manage MVP. Just they're very similar courses and it really. You know, I got beat up every day playing these courses. I'm throwing 12 shots off every tee, so it's like I'm taking doubles, triples, and that just kind of taught me how to play maple, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, that totally makes sense. Mentally. Absolutely. And Haley, I don't think you knew this, but at the completion of the round and you were awarded the the, the plaque that they hang up, you walking away from the green took out two discs out of the basket and you handed them to my niece and my nephew and they are ecstatic yeah that was my niece and nephew so thank you very much for that that's so, so cool. It is so cool. So we got a little favoritism going on. I don't know. No, I'm just I'm totally kidding. Just completely random. Yeah, it is random. And I was yeah. watching through my sister-in-law's social media and she actually has it on video with you walking over. And if you want to see Haley, like later tonight, you want to feel good, <laughs> go look and see their smiles. And they're like, wait, which one did she putt with? Wait, which one did like, they were like, it was really fun. So you nice. can check that. I think she tagged you in it, but you probably are tagged 8,000 times yesterday. So have fun with that. <laughs> um, but without further ado and your travel. Yeah. What was that? I was just going to say thanks for telling me that. That's really that is cool and uh we're glad that you came up we're glad i I can speak for myself i'm glad that you won because but pre-event i was like Haley, like i'm rooting for you um so i didn't to be fair though i will go out on a limb here Haley, and say it's a tough position i'm in pre-show last week i did not pick you to win so that's not quite fair but yeah like (laughs) i get put in a bind they said five five seconds you have to pick who's gonna win and it was like the show was wrapping up and i said someone else i won't say who i i'm glad you won though i'm guessing oh maybe i did and you know what she burns me i pick her and she loses yeah i I never pick her i've picked i've picked Haley this year haven't i Mm -hmm. okay i've picked you this year finally i go back i'm like you know what i'm just gonna pick Kristen, and then look what look what happens i can't get it right it's tough Okay. Well, thank you. Well, keep picking wrong just for my sake. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what I need to do. Just fuel like, your Matt, fire. Please don't pick me. Yeah. Please don't pick <laughs> please me. Please don't pick me. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, we're excited that you came on Haley. Safe travels. And I will say this sincerely. I'm rooting for you. I may not pick you every time, but I am rooting for we you. We are rooting for yeah. you. Um, have a safe trip and we'll follow along at the U S women's. So mm-hmm. thanks a lot, Haley. We'll talk to you another time. 
Thanks for having me on. Have a good night, guys. Absolutely. Peace, Peace out. All right, everybody. Haley King. And with that, um, I think it's time we do it. Hey, Ben, I think it's time. Can you go back to the call, call again? Let's oh, see. Oops. Go back to the three call. I'm going to put this back up. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. We're going to take what number, Nick? One through ten. What number call are we taking? Eight. Eight. I got to keep track of this. Now, we're giving away, thanks to the Paul Macbeth Foundation oh, yeah. and their collaboration with Fight for the Forgotten and Justin the Big Pygmy Red. The Big Pygmy. Okay, so we already got uh, one... Two calls coming in. We're going to give away a tw third call. I'm just going to say it out loud. Make sure if you're calling in that you mute yourself. Mute your mute YouTube. Mute the audio for the YouTube. Yeah. Um, we're giving away so a 20-year buzz. Yeah, you you answer oh, it when sick. it's the right amount. Ooh, okay, Ben? I didn't even get one of those. 20-year uh, buzz. That's what we're giving away right now. And the reason we're doing this giveaway is to bring attention to the fact that you can still donate to the cause. The bonus episode that we did this midweek was so that they could raise money to do this project. Um, if you donate 100% will be matched mm -hmm. and I'll have to follow back up. Maybe they'll say it in the live chat here, but it is happening. I think for the next two weeks, I want to say, uh, we'll get back to you I on think that. Three, but I right, yeah. but maybe the first week's done. Okay, yeah, I get what maybe. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're listening to this, don't wait. I guess is what I'll ultimately say. Don't yep. wait. Okay, yep. so we have a caller lined up here. If you can hear us on the call and you're muted on YouTube, hopefully, go ahead and give us your name. Richard Whittington. Richard, awesome man. Uh, thank you for calling in. How long have you been uh, listening to the Nick and Matt show? Is this your first time? Oh, no, I try to catch you every time I get a chance. Well, nice. Appreciate it. We appreciate that. It doesn't sound like yeah. you're uh, from the Northeast. Where, where are you from? I'm from Texas. <laughs> I actually went and I met Nick down in uh, Belton oh, last yeah. year. Yeah, I was going to say 2022. Yeah, it was a man. Belton was Waco and Belton. We try to make them every year. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, very cool. Well, I'm glad you called in. You are the winner of a 20-year. These were hard to get. Mm -hmm. Every time they do, the, the first ones that came out are hard, the 10 years are hard, and now the collector edition yeah. here again, the 20-year buzz. You just won that. Um, can you go ahead and... We got calls coming in galore. If <laughs> Are you calling from a phone that you can text with? Yes, sir. Can you text your full name and your address? And we will be sure to pass right. that along so that they can send you this prize. Mm -hmm. Sound good? All right. Hey, man, great job. I appreciate y'all opening up the phone lines. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. It's Thanks a totally for different yeah. vibe and, for the show. But we do appreciate all the listeners yeah. out there. Thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank Bye. Okay. So now we can take down the, the call here, Ben. And if you can, go to the text messages and see if we got him got to match the phone number that we just yeah. hung up somehow <laughs> um okay so just do that and then maybe send it over to me if you can ben if you, you go to the text message bar on the yeah, left yeah. oh yeah yeah but you gotta match Yo, it up gotcha. so many people are gotcha. calling us oh my goodness it just keeps happening take the phone down okay we did <laughs> um we appreciate it i i met somebody yeah. at maple hill and usually like it's just so much now like hey matt love the show hey matt and i'm like hey i don't know you but i'd like to know you like yeah. you're a fan of our show and then mm -hmm. i usually ask like Hey, how do you, how do you listen? Do you watch live? Is it yep. post? Is it YouTube? Majority of the time it's, it's on while I'm working. 
or I it's on on the way to work or yeah. yeah it's just it's on playing like YouTube or whatever like I'm yeah. not this guy goes I am a live listener now I'm trying so hard with everything in me to remember the name out of the literally probably a hundred plus people I met this week that listened to the show and I apologize but he gave me I think his username so if he's in here and he says that was me you told me that you listened live shout out to you and I'll, I'll shout you out if you comment right now but Long story short, it was a live yeah. listener. I said, you are a rare breed, my friend. Like, yeah. compared to how many people listen to the show, that's, like, spectacular. So, yeah. all right, cool. No, it's um, been awesome the last few weeks with the big tournaments that we've had up here in the Northeast to be able to meet everyone that is a listener or, you know, a live audience of the show has just been uh, absolutely incredible. It's um, it's sweet actually getting to meet everyone. And for just a brief few seconds, be able to talk is... uh. It's a cool experience. Oh, there he is. Yeah. So uh, do you say, is it, he's going to tell Shrey. me. Later on. I met Shrey. Shrey. Yeah. He was, yeah. he was awesome. He just confirmed. Uh, he said whole five final round. That's him. Shout out to you, Shrey. Nice. I'll give a quick story. Uh, now that Nick's here, uh, Nick and I were hanging out watching hole one as uh, the lead <laughs> card was coming in and watched the cool uh, Simon shot. And this guy comes over to Nick and he's like, oh, you're Nick Carl from the Nick and Matt show. And Nick's like, you know, talking him up and they're having some conversations and I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to chill here. Like I, <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate everyone coming up and saying hi and recognizing me, but I'm also someone who, you know, sometimes likes to just chill out and it was fun. Uh, Nick was uh, chatting this guy up and then, you know, I think we're about to move on and the guy's like, Oh, and it's Evan too. Like, oh, it's not there. <laughs> so I'll say so, this before I even had a chance to kind of introduce that Mando, like be like, yo, this is also, this is Evan Kearns. The lead card was throwing their yeah. up shots into the <laughs> green. And so we were kind of like, we're kind of like quietly talking. He brings his dad over and he's like, yo, dad, this, this is Nick Carl. He's like, disc golf royalty or um, like famous or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were just like, and then he looks over again. He's like, yo, Evan Kern, Stat Mando, what's up, dude? <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah. I will. Now that we're on this little tangent. And by the way, about 14 minutes out from an interview with the co-founder of the USDGC to find out more about this year's events. Gannon Burr in the chat. Hold on. Uh, we gotta, we're going to sidestep on that in a yeah, second. Too. Yeah. But you said there, your niece and nephew got this. Was one of them Gannon Burr? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, we got so that's many. An uncle, that's an Uncle Matt joke. Yeah, I'm we, sorry. No, this is good. And I am going to shout out Gannon on a few things here in a minute, if I remember. But somebody, I won't say who, but they didn't know who we were. And that's fair. But sometimes, and we don't deserve this, but people get excited to see us. <laughs> And they're like, oh my goodness, like this is like Nick and Master. Like, we have to give you free stuff. Like, I'm not gonna shout at everybody right now, but disc disc golf in the dark, diameter apparel, uh, cosmic disc golf. Uh, it goes on. They're like just handing stuff, like, here, have it. Because they they think we're good representatives of the sport. Mm -hmm. Well, this one individual got excited, was like, I'm gonna give you something for free. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And they go, Nick, you get this. And I said, Ah. <laughs> I'm you're not a fan of the show. I am mad. <laughs> yeah. I corrected her so you, fast. You're banned. <laughs> and she thought it was funny. She's like, "You corrected that so fast." And I was like, "Yeah, cuz I didn't want you to feel awkward later being like, I talked to Nick all day." Yeah. It's funny cuz a couple people will come up to me and be like, "Oh, you know, the Matt and Nick yeah. show." Like they'll yeah. do it cuz we've, you know, been joking oh, about it jokes, so much, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. It's awesome. So, people are so cool and when we finally get to meet you guys, like I said, we actually love cool it. Experience. Yeah, we love yeah, it. Yeah, it's such a cool experience and to be able to see everyone. One day when I'm like Gannon Burr, and I don't mean in height and stature, I'll never be that. Yeah, I don't think you're you should have seen me caddying next to him. Like I gotta see a picture of that. But <laughs> yeah. But uh 
yeah anyways people like we're not bothered at all by it and and oftentimes even these pro players aren't bothered by it they're they they love the fact that people love them so the lines were very long for the autograph tent at mvp mm-hmm. open and for the pizza <laughs> there was pizza yeah like free pizza no i mean just you gotta buy the pizza but there was pizza no. it was the first thing that i went to when i got there i was like i need some food they did free ice cream sick i missed that. um they had barbecue available like it's it's an attempt at like texas yeah. barbecue or yeah. whatever but barbecue available they had like your american bar grill kind of thing like hamburgers and grilled cheese and mm-hmm. whatever else and then anyways it was there was a whole cupcakery or like whatever you want to call it this lady would bring in all these like professionally made cupcakes you could buy like the event this year i don't know how to rate it but it was better than last year and so that's saying something every year it keeps getting better, getting better yeah. and better and better yeah. um gannon what are we missing to talk about if you're still in the Alden has been slacking. <laughs> oh, they're yeah, asking well, when the next video comes hey, out. Okay. I'll do this uh, with <clears throat> me, uh, MVP Open. That's the final uh, regular season, whatever you want to really call it. The final uh, points event of the season. So we saw the uh, first card All-Stars uh, in the trophies get given out, which was kind of cool that they do top four. It's something I think about. We always mention podiums yeah. in disc golf. And yeah. I'm not like anti you can't call it podiums, but I also do think it would be cool to represent like finishing fourth is like oh you made like final lead card like you know like it's not the right term but there's something cool to that and with the point standings they do that uh run down it quickly uh which i'm just i should pull it up but i probably could do it from memory um we had kristen tatar uh take it down in fpo nick i'm trying to pronounce her name in the estonian way <laughs> we'll uh, say that multiple doing. times tonight <laughs> we'll see it dude uh, i thought I'm terry not, was going tartar yeah. it, <laughs> it's yeah so it's yeah. uh it, the two A's in Tatar are pronounced differently, apparently. Oh, and so ta- I'm trying it that. Ta-tar. And so, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's and it's kind of breaks it up into two. It, it's going to sound funky for a bit. But to go over the standings, Kristen Tatar uh, wins back to back point standings, uh, champion, season champ, however you want to word it. Uh, Missy Gannon finishes second. Owen Scoggins finishes third, and Holland Hanley finishes fourth. Holland was fifth before this event and moved up to fourth. Ella Hansen was sitting in fourth. We had her on last week, mm. last week, right? Feels like a month ago <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, right. Uh, but she un- unfortunately dropped down to fifth with Holland stealing that. Um, I shouldn't say stealing. Maybe earning is a better way to say it. Um, <laughs> and this good, also yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. decides the uh, the tour championship spots, um, which, you know, there's automatic bids. It's a little confusing. Um, Paige Pierce and Valerie Mendohano have automatic bids. They are not in the top 20 the fpo so that takes away the spots for 19 and 20 which is juliana corver and henna blombrus so lucky lorenson is number 18 she is in uh juliana corver will likely get in if Paige pierce drops of course she's recovering from the the broken was it ankle i, I yeah. leg injury i'm gonna yeah. keep it simple i bl- <laughs> broken something yeah uh <laughs> and then henna blombrus would be then the first uh possible replacement after that um although it probably is tougher for her traveling over she might you know might be getting back to Europe. We'll see. There's also stroke advantages this year. Remember the first two rounds are a stroke advantage similar to you see in the PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. P- no, that's the major. The FedEx uh, the PGA, Cup, right? Yeah, the FedEx Cup final. Um, I'm not the biggest golf fan, so my apologies for butchering that. Uh, but you'll see different stroke advantages, and then um, that will go for two rounds. And then 
the top who headed up i believe it's the top eight for fpo in the top 12 yes the top 12 for mpo top eight for fpo will then make the final two rounds where scores will reset and they'll play stroke play from then on um so then to cover mpo this is where it gets exciting and this is why it made me want to bring it up is because gannon burr uh and isaac robinson were having the race for second which i'll get mm-hmm. to in a second because i um because calvin heinberg wins it uh that's uh, his first uh season points win for him uh he's the first non waisaki or Macbeth player to win it uh so now we have ricky Wysocki awesome. has won the season points four times yeah. Macbeth has won it three times now calvin heimberg has won it once uh, he led pretty much all year same with kristen tatar uh i think it was like the second or third event they both took it and then held it since uh but isaac robinson gets the second place spot over gannon burr uh, thanks to two major wins that surely uh, propelled him and the silver win at Dismania Open uh, gets him into second place. He will, if they keep the same format, will be the all-star captain next year as well. Uh, Isaac also gets an extra stroke advantage. Uh, so he will be at five stroke advantage. Calvin will be at six. And then Gannon Burr in third will have a four stroke advantage along with Ricky Wysocki, who is the reigning champ. He finishes fourth uh, and going on. Um Parker Welk gets an automatic bid, and then otherwise it's the top 31. So Mason Ford is the last one to make the tour championship. Paul Ulibarri is the first one out. Although with Paul Macbeth almost definitely missing the tour championship, Paul Ulibarri will be in, and Garrett Gerthy will be the first player out. So Dang. a lot of names, yeah. a lot of stuff right there. Hopefully it all makes sense, but it's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, just take some time to like think it through and see what's happening, but it, <clears throat> very compelling uh, end of the tournament in addition to the very compelling MVP open. Yeah, I know um, Stab Mando had actually posted about this, I think, on Instagram and Twitter, but man, what a back half Stab season Mando? for uh, Paul Uliberry. <laughs> Just being... Yeah, we should get know. them on the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, give us the stats of it. Paul Uliberry's yeah. back half of the season. I mean, if you're talking about a most improved uh, player in the last four months, he's got to win it by a mile. Yeah, and like the most improved award is meant to be from one year to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was one that was like within the year, like Paul Ulibarri is as much as a lock as you ever get. Yeah. I, I have it up right now from what we tweeted, if you saw it on our social medias, but I'll repeat here. Uh, after the Beaver State fling in May of this year, Paul Ulibarri was 89th in Disc Golf Pro Tour points. At that point, he had zero, zero, not even a single top 50 at an elite or major. Like zero top fifties, um, which I'm not trying to like dig into Yuli. Of course, he knew that wasn't good, and he turned it around as I get to. He only had one silver top thirty at that point. Uh, it was his only cash of the season, and it was it was literally in 2022. It was one of the wraparound events at Lake Marshall. He had 39.9 points. 32 of those was from that Lake Marshall finish, so he only had 7.9 points otherwise. Uh, since the Beaver State fling. He has then gone to have 10 elite major top 50s, which uh, for Yuli is probably, you know, the standard, you know, finishing mm-hmm. 49th or 50th. This is probably uh, his minimum that he wants to do. He had eight top 30s. He only missed cash at one event, and it was Glow, which was a playoff event with a, a slim down field where making cash is incredibly hard. Yeah. Uh, and in total throughout the whole season, he had 411.5 total points. Uh, and like I said, he finished 32nd. Uh, which if it wasn't for Parker Welk would have definitely got him in the tour championship. Mm-hmm. But because of Parker Welk getting the auto bid and being, uh, I think he finished in 50 something, um, which still all the credit to Parker for winning DDO to earn yeah. that. Yep. Um, Yuli is the first out, but then with Macbeth, it, it gets kind of funky, but he should be playing the tour championship. I, 
I'm over here trying to get my face off camera because Ben's cracking me up. He what? did it. He did a chat with the chat. He's like, Cannon Burr signing in Matt's basement tomorrow at 3 p.m. First of all, if they know where I live, that's pretty interesting. It's not like super private, but then they show up here and they're like, Cannon Burr. Like, he's not here, guys. He's already home. He's in yeah. the chat. He's not like the past two weeks, I'd just be like, hey, Gannon, come over here. He'd be on the other side chatting with him yeah. or something, but not, don't show up tomorrow. Okay. That <laughs> being don't. said, that being said, uh, I'm going to click something here. I want to show you this commercial that was filmed in my living room. And the reason I'm showing this, because the chat brought this up. This is Technically, it's free advertising for Birdie Pro. Thank Steve Dodge. Yeah, I was going to say, you get a free <laughs> advertising. You give enough free advertising yeah. to anything from Steve Dodge. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. This is Gan. This, by the way, the setup for this. If you recognized it, there are people that said they absolutely hated the commercial. Um, I think they felt like it just gave like a bad look on certain things, yeah. or like that's not how I play video I, or board games or whatever. But there was a lot of people who liked it. My nine-year-old, the world champ Tanner Graham, does make an appearance. Sick. All of this is voiceover, and it was one shot on my social media. I posted the the like behind the scenes, but this was this was pretty much one shot. And I'm just gonna show it. Gannon's in the chat. You can let him know if you love it or if you hate it. Wrong one. What is this? Do, 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 do. Hold on. Nope, not USDGC. We'll get it eventually. There we go. Three, two. Let's see if this works. Oh, man. I'm down by two with two holes to go. It's the whole eight island. I need this birdie. I need this. I need this. Should I use my last two driving chips or should I save them for the final tee shot? Or maybe I'll just use one now. Uh, maybe I need to save one for the next drive. Time delay, dude. That's a courtesy violation. That's a stroke. You're down by three now, potty man. <laughs> Alright, so a little uh, you can go back to three. A little little chaos. He missed the board the first time. <clears throat> Come on now. What do you think he said during the, the bleeps? He said I think you'll have to bleep me out. I like bacon, grits, and eggs. He said, What's up, bruh? No. Bruh. <laughs> Dude, when I say, so Gannon, thank you very much for uh being an excellent guest at my house. Um he in person, like hanging out, like I've been we've been able to interview him so many times. Yeah. But Gannon, I'm talking about you while you're in the chat. No big deal. But hanging out, like you get to know somebody in a different way. It's the same thing that happened when Paul and Nate Sexton lived here for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you're just like, dang, they're like a normal person. And like, I like, yeah. I'm going to root for them always now. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you've ruined it for me, Gannon. I can't root for anybody else. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We'll see how that goes. But in all seriousness, that was really he, cool. He could have at least replaced, you know, the Sour Patch Kids or, you know, the Sour Gummy Worms. <laughs> now we got to go out and buy some more. Yeah, we didn't just make, you Gannon's know, a thousand dollars playing MVP this weekend. So many good things I can say about him. I'll replace the yeah. Gummy Worms. Maybe we'll show, maybe gummy Gannon's maybe a good, we'll good stick. Himself. He's a good stick. We, we need more. We gummy love you, worms. Gannon. Yeah, the gummy worms were fantastic. I got to go back and get another five pound bag of those. I actually had somebody, and if this is you, cool that you reached out. Somebody from Canada, Evan, literally messaged us like. It's not like a huge deal, but like if you see this and you're able to respond, like, what what were those gummy worms? <laughs> nice. And I'm like, here they are. You can buy you them. You can find that company and be like, hey, we'll do some advertisement on the yeah. show. Send he us goes, some gummy yeah. worms. They sound amazing. He said, I hope they ship to Canada. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I've had those gummy worms. You there haven't we had them. Well, a bunch of people commented. You, yeah, you had them in your car when we were driving up to Smugs. Yes, and I, didn't even I have told you. One. In the ah, truck, I me. literally that's said it. Me. In the truck, I said, Evan, this is kind of weird, but they're like, 
life-changing gummy worms. <laughs> well, you also told me at like 6.30 in the morning, so I don't think there's too much fault. I, I said it both that. times of the day. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, so, okay. Well, we're really close. In fact, um, let's see here. Maybe we already have them lined up. We do. Perfect. Uh, and just like that, uh, go to, by the way, it's going to be... 30. Yes, thank you. I got it. Perfect. Uh, All right, everybody, we, we've been prepping you on this one. You know it's coming. The co-founder, and I have to think of the other words to, to, to describe. Let me see if I still have it here. Boom, boom, boom. Co-founder and event director, United States Disc Golf Championship. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome to the show, everybody, Jonathan Poole. He's going to give us the inside scoop. What's happening this year at the USDGC? JP, we didn't do an audio check with you. Uh, or we, we need to unmute that, Ben, if you can unmute him. And then we'll, okay. I hope the audio is good. And if it's not, you'll close it out and come back in. Can we hear you? Check, check, check. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Sometimes it works. Yeah. Sometimes it works. And uh, this time we forgot to test it. And so it was across our fingers thing. So USDGC, we talked about it. Thank you. We gave away VIP passes last week or the week before. And we, you know, we got mm -hmm. people excited about it. We gave away a ticket to someone who lives down there. I don't know what the chances of that are, but... There you go. Um, this year, we're at what six? Is is it like sixteen days out or something like that? Uh, sixteen and uh, some change, but who's counting? <laughs> your website. Okay. Your website is counting. <laughs> I yeah, I can't even get to our homepage. It's anxiety producing. So, uh, but uh, but I am aware that it's right around the corner. So uh, we're, we're we're busting tail and we're going to be ready. Okay. That's awesome. No matter how prepared you are to run an event, and you've been doing this a long time. You're probably very familiar. No matter how prepared you are, it always gets busier as you get closer. Um, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're we're clearly in the uh, in the vortex at this point. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, unless you unless you've done it, you don't you don't know. But um, fortunately, for some reason, I enjoy it, and uh, I've got a lot of people who seem to enjoy it as well. So here we go. Here we go. I visited the website to do a once over, see what stood out to me, things we could talk about, and I have to say. I had a great experience this year camping, technically glamping, and something that's kind of like a yurt, okay? Like it was fully furnished. I saw that USDGC has yurts. Are any still available or are those sold out? There are some still available. Wow. But, uh, yeah, we were excited to, excited to roll that out. This is kind of the year where we're, you know, sort of full send here celebrating our fans who helped get us to this point. And so we've introduced a few different things that are, really just add-ons, you know, that's not necessarily a ticket, um, but some things that you can add on if you're, if you're so inclined. But I think the yurt deal is going to be pretty solid. Uh, and I know sometimes talking money and prices isn't a cool thing, but like if I wanted to buy the yurt package, like what does that go for? It's 400 bucks for the week. Um, and you that's basically it? can, you know, that's it. So you can, <laughs> you can literally drive. I'm about to buy a yurt. It'll, it'll be it'll be more popular when people actually figure out how it works, but to be able to drive your car right into championship village and unload your golf bag, yeah. your car, your own, whatever you want to bring. And you've got a place to pretty much work out of. It's literally steps from the stage what? for all the music in the village. Yeah. I'm wow. like, I'm not like floored. I mean, I, I'm not say, some people will say 400 is a lot and I feel that, but at the same time, I tend to like though. I tend to yeah. like the experience of things and like the the highest level of experience and so to have that on site to me Ben Ben and I were like we we gave, we caught our eyes together here and we're like four hundred dollars I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy a yurt I, I, I think I'm gonna do it after the show okay 
So that's really cool. Because I think there was only like seven available. Is that correct? Well, it's there's six available at the moment. Okay. So, um, but it's going to be a it's going to be a little private experience right there, tucked yeah. back behind vendor uh, row. Well, I, we can't go on and on about the yurt, but that sounds exciting. And if I show up, that's where I'm going to go. So uh, tell us about the Silver Pass. This is a new experience or level, as I understand it, for this event. And what does the Silver Pass do for you? Well, it comes with a gold pass. So you get all the uh, all the benefits there, which are there's a bunch of them. So the best thing to do is just go to usdc.com and check out the uh, the info there. But the Silver Anniversary Experience is kind of um, you know, we, we partnered with uh, the Innova owners on both coasts to really kind of come up with something that was that was unique, you know, to elevate, elevate the fan experience. And so, you know, one of the bigger ticket items in it is one of only 50 made uh, Zuka carts with our 25th anniversary branding. Um, so that's one of those that's going to be filled with all kinds of USDGC goodies. Um, we've held aside 25 of our USDGC collector series rocks. Um, and we have a silver anniversary experience stamp that you will be able to come in and stamp yourself um, at the warehouse there in Rock Hill. So those are two of the bigger, uh, more notable merchandise things. But then you've got premium seating at the opening night that's got, you know, the ring presentations for Gannon and Cat. You've got the first ever World Disc Golf Hall of Fame induction ceremony and um, all sorts of photo ops there. Um, so we're doing private you know, private meal, meet and greet. Um, there's all sorts of things baked in there. So we, we wanted to go ahead and give, um, you know, give people a good idea of what they could expect. But uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of surprises in there, too, that, you know, when we have, you know, Dave Dunapace is going to be there. Harold Duvall, obviously, this is his backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a shopping experience. So it's a private guided shopping experience at the end of a warehouse. And so, um, you know, we're just trying to pull out all the stops. And, um, you know, we're testing a higher price item, you know, which I think is kind of where, where the game is at the moment. And mm-hmm. this is, I didn't really feel as comfortable tying it to a ticket. Um, I really wanted to see the value on something that was purely optional. You know, we, we, we tried to keep our ticket prices down. Um, you know, so we want as many fans as we can get. Absolutely. By the way, Gannon Burr is, or was in the chat. I don't know if you heard that, but so now he knows he's probably already aware he's getting that cool. Uh, it's a ring, right? It's not a green Jack. It's a ring. It's a ring. It's a nice ring. Very we'll good. Be pleased. Yeah. Very cool. Ooh, there you go, Gannon. You'll be pleased. He just stayed at my house for two weeks, so now I feel like I can razz him on some things. I don't know why, but I just feel like he's better at disc golf you're, than me. You're his uncle now. I'm his uncle, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds awesome as well. And you're right. The price of spectating is going up, and some people don't love that. But the people who want that experience, who want that experience at the highest level, we saw people, we gave it away for the MVP Open this year. We helped Steve give some away. It was the Insider Pass. That's a thousand or $1,100 ticket right there, but they got everything at the best, highest level that you could. If that's you, great. Now, there was someone in the chat that said, what, what do you have for packages if you want the lowest experience? So can you, can you give us that just a little bit? Like, what is the general admission like, and, and how does that work? It's $25 day pass. There you um, go. And that includes, that includes the golf, both events, uh, all for, you know, for each day, whichever day you come out. And also the music, you know, I mean, we've layered on an entire evening concert series called The Fresh and Now. That's a new thing for this year where the last putt drops. DJ takes the stage up on the uh, the award stage near 18 Green. Um, and then 
you know, a band, a, a different band each night will take the stage probably within about 15 minutes or so for a 90 minute set. So the, the value is there for the music fan. The value is there for the disc golf fan. And if you're a fan of both then you're doubling up on the goodness. That's a sick deal. Yeah. Just that in and of itself, being able to go out, watch the disc golf, and then also be able to hang out for the music afterwards like that. That is a very, very good deal for 25 bucks. Well, and even like on the weekdays, I mean, even if you have to work and you want to slot out there at night and we've got a dozen food trucks, there's artists, there's, you know, there's all, there's 50 vendors. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be, you know, we're pulling out all the stops here to elevate the experience for everyone. I mean, not just the hardcore, you know, disc golf you know, tournament, typical fans and followers, but I mean, for everybody, you can bring your family and, um, you know, we're doing a, you know, a USDGC legend skins match. As soon as the round ends on Friday, you've got, you know, Ken Clamo, Barry Schultz, Will Schustrick, and we'll see who the fourth is. Uh, but, you know, some of our most decorated champions, that's the kind yeah. of stuff that you just don't, you just don't get to see. So, I mean, if you're there for the final, you know, for the final putts on Friday, um, those guys are going to tee it up on hole one immediately afterward. And they're literally going to play around the lake straight over to championship village where the band will have taken the stage by the time you get there. And, um, we got great music, you know, there's a great band, a little different flavor every night. Um, and we're, you know, I intend to throw the biggest party disc golf's ever seen. That's what, that's where we're headed. Sick. Yeah. And so as part of that, as we wrap up that topic or that, that category of topic is the village. So like we were just, you've been up to, um, Maple Hill, I'm assuming. I think I've probably seen you there before. No? Yeah, I've not been there. I've not been there for the event. Okay. Well, it it's really compact, but they pack in a lot of vendors and it has a vibe to it with a DJ and all of this going on. And so that we we just came right out of that experience yesterday, right? Seeing Matteo crown the, the victor there. Um, what does the village here have to offer? Like obviously we heard the concert. And we're assuming like a lot of vendors, but like, is there an experience as part of it beyond even maybe just the concert? Like, are there things to do? Well, there, we've got two spectator courses there you um, go. out there that you can enjoy during the week. There's a full length course that's actually back on the Winthrop um, ball golf course, which is where the day pass people like if you, if you do the day pass, you literally park at the spectator course and kind of walk in from there. It's all, it's all on the same property. Um, and yeah. then there's a, there's a nine, there's a nine hole, like little tiki course. That's right in the village. You've got two rows of vendors. Um, the majority of them are in view of the widescreen and the stage. Um, so you can play, you know, play golf on into the night if you're so inclined. Um, but really cool vibe with, you know, with the artists that come out, they do the live paintings and, you know, just all sorts of things there. Um, I mean, tons of different vendors. It's like going to the disc golf mall, you know, I mean, we're, you know, everybody's loaded and bringing the best that they got. Um, and so, you know, it's a shopping experience. There's, you know, you probably wow. couldn't eat it every truck if you were there all four days. So, you know, just, I think the, the vibe is just the getting everybody together. It just happens, you know, in some ways it's like a big family reunion, you know, we're cool people. So you get a bunch of cool <laughs> people together and throw in some, some cold beers and some live music and you're good to go. Absolutely. I, I hate to put my wife on the spot because she is not someone who wants to have a spotlight, no limelight, no whatever light, you know, like that's not my wife, but we were at MVP open just a shout out to the people like you said, we're cool people. As much as I am in disc golf, my wife knows and follows disc golf, but she's not a disc golfer. It's just how it is. That's fine. She, she enjoys watching. She enjoys even throwing a disc in the backyard, watching the kids. But when we were at the event, 
uh, we went on Sunday. She went for one day and she said like more or less, I'm not sure exactly why, but I feel so comfortable here. This is cool. Like these people. And it's, so it's like the disc golf community to your point and everything that you're offering at USDGC is going to be a spectacular experience. Everyone should go. So are you going to run out of tickets for this event? Can you? It is possible. I mean, our tickets are limited based on just our ability to park people on site. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but we we take over the entire Winthrop University recreational, their entire athletic complex. And so, you know, we do have the Winthrop Coliseum there with all the paved parking. So that's, you know, we've got still have plenty of room for VIPs. Um, and then, you know, we're going to we're going to jam them in. So we have a We have a good idea of where the where the limits are. But, um, okay. you know, we want to we want to accommodate as many people as we possibly can. I mean, that's that's special for the fan and it's special for the players. Okay. We just had on Haley King uh, a phone call as she's traveling to U.S. Women's Disc Golf Championship. She flat out said she doesn't feel like U.S. Women's Disc Golf Championship is as big as what it is. She said it kind of feels like a women's global thing. It's traveling. It doesn't have that feeling, prestige. It's not at one place. And we said, what would change that? And she said, have it at one place. And, we, and after digging a little bit further, it would be great to have it joined up at some level with USDGC. Like we've talked about this in years prior with you. And I think I got always got this feeling that like you, you as a, and uh, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, you would appreciate that or think that'd be nice, but maybe you don't have access to that title. Like, is there any hope of that? Any collaboration, any opportunity for that to happen? Definitely. Um, you know, we would, we would welcome that opportunity. You know, I mean, we, we created the event. I mean, I ran the first two women's national championships and then in 2001, it was renamed to the U S women's. And so that would, in some ways it'd be coming home, um, you know, whether it was for a short run or whether it was permanently or, or just a one shot deal. We just, we've not been able to have a women's division because it would be in direct conflict with the United States women's championship, which, you know, we, gave birth to and it's been great to watch it grow and see it succeed and see record breaking, you know, field sizes with, you know, with girls and women of, of all ages and different divisions. And, you know, the, the only thing that would be an issue to bring it back is that if it's going to run concurrently with the USDC, it's going to keep the field size down. And it would also potentially separate FPO from all of the other divisions. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you would have a lot of, Probably a lot of the top ladies who would be fine with that. Uh, you might have some of the amateur uh, ladies that maybe wouldn't like that as much. And so, um, but we're we're open to it. You know, we mm -hmm. the PDJ is, is clear on that. Um, you know, and so we're right now with the Throw Paint Women's Championship taking place in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We feel like we're doing the next best thing. And mm -hmm. um, you know, we run even though the Throw Paint event is not a major, we run it as though it is. Mm -hmm. um, it's a major. Mm -hmm. level it's a major level experience. And so, um, and know, the, yeah, I was just going to say, and, and Haley also acknowledged that she says throw yeah. pink women's feels like a major and she treats it that way. So you're, you're right on. It just seems interesting that these two events are a thing in yeah. close proximity to each other and one feels one way and one doesn't. So kudos to you for how you run your events. I'll say that. And obviously the support and the staff that you have there. Um, what, uh, what can we expect out of any course changes? This perfect. Year? That was literally the next question. We're not even talking about yeah. it, but there you go. Yeah. What is it? 
Well, the course is going to be largely the same. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we, you know, we we've tinkered with a lot of things over the years. You know, you're always trying to make sure that you're putting the best players in, you know, in the world to the best possible and most fair test. Um, but you know, it's we feel like we've got a pretty good a pretty good track, and it you know almost always seems to deliver the drama. Mm -hmm. You know, even starting on Monday, you know, and you look at the field, you is and the field for is stacked for Monday. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's almost certain to be a playoff. Um, and so, you know, in that course, just more often than not, if you go back over the years and look at the exciting finishes we have, um, you know, there's almost always some, you know, some crazy action down the stretch. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just didn't really feel like we needed to do a whole lot to it, you know, and there, there are some plans to do some bigger things. Um, so we, we kind of know or have a good idea of where we're headed, but, um, you know, there's a, for anybody that's seen the fairway of hole three, there's a sinkhole there that really came from an issue with uh, the dam for Winthrop Lake. And it's going to be a very expensive and time consuming fix. Um, that's a lot of environmental issues and it's just not something they can run out there and just do. Um, and so some of what we have in mind, we really want to wait until that work is done so that we're not investing into the property for things that have to be undone or damaged in the process. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, once that's taken care of, then we'll, you know, we might make some bigger changes in the future. But, uh, you know, we're happy with what we've got and the players seem to dig it as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going to see most of the stuff that we saw last year. Stuff's probably not being taken away. Like, I, I'm not making fun of it, but people call them mozzarella sticks or the Christmas trees or whatever. Like, the stuff that is there is going to still be there? Um, well, it's, you know, it's a good question. I mean, I, I believe this is kind of one of the things that's always interesting. If you've yep. been close to the championship for any length of time, you know that uh, this was a Harold Duvall tradition that he's now passed along to his son, Andrew mm -hmm. Doobie, as we know him. They keep this stuff close to the vest. And uh, even even uh, the 25 year event director doesn't always know exactly what's in store. And that's part of it's <laughs> part of it. Uh, as part of the mystery that surrounds it. So uh, what what I believe is the course is going to largely be the same, you know, whether there are mozzarella sticks or whether they're wrapped in cobwebs or, you know, whatever. Um, there's always that little something that they throw out there that gets people, uh, that gets people talking. And yet here you are, at least on our show, as the face of the event. And we'll remember, everyone will come come at you when they don't like something and that's just how it goes so um but also that's yeah that's how it goes but uh we always appreciate you coming on to talk this uh through with us i don't think there's much else did we miss something that you you want to touch on i know um and i don't know if it's in collaboration with you or not but there might be a distance competition the same day as the qualifiers is that something Yes, the U.S. Distance Championship is going to be Monday afternoon. So you've got Monday qualifying up until about one o'clock. Um, then there'll be about an hour break, and then we'll start doing practice rounds. Um, but on the Winthrop Golf Course, which again sits right next to the to the disc golf course, um, we'll, on hole one of that course, we'll do the U.S. Distance Championship um, from like four to seven or so. So. Uh, I think that really will, will probably be more heavily attended this year uh, on the heels of what wound up being a very popular video from from that event last year uh, with the Skyote coverage and, you know, chasing the disc around with a drone with stuff. People have really not seen it done quite like that before. Um, so I think there'll be even greater interest in that out there on Monday. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hey, you've been following the sport for a long time because you've been hosting this event for a long time. Um, Matty O taking it down that's 
nothing you've seen in your lifetime before. <laughs> like, what do you think about Matty O doing that? Well, uh, the the crowd reaction said it all. You know, I mean, it's just he's been a you know he's been a fan favorite for a very long time. So to see him still out there and competing at that level this deep in the season, um, you know, and I you know I grew up uh, in in the game you know pretty close to his dad Jim, and um, you know they were a big customer of ours at the time, and um, you know so I traveled down and met Jim and played you know played in some of the events down there. Uh, in Mobile and the surrounding area, so I was kind of always, always a fan of them in general. Um, but to see to see him get it after this long was was pretty was pretty special. So I'm needless to say, looking forward to seeing him and uh, hugging it out when we get to Rocky. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, yeah. Hey, tell him the Nick and Matt show tried to contact him for a little while. <laughs> we, <laughs> we tried every avenue we had, and honestly, I think they were the best avenues. I think he's just enjoying his day without any contact, and that's good for him. We're proud yeah. of that for him. So. Yeah, he he probably is. He'll it'll be an outstanding interview when you do get him. So, yeah, uh, it'll <laughs> be you you nailed it though. That the fans' response, and I was there trying to take in the fans' response as well as be one of the fans there, and definitely goosebumps and everything else. It was a really cool opportunity to be there for that. Um, all right. Well, we're excited for your event. Again, we thank you for the donation of those VIP passes the last few weeks, and we hope people check out all that you have going on down there. And I know my time is coming to check it out as well. I'd be excited to do that. So thank you very much, JP. Is there anything we missed? I don't think so. If anybody has any questions, check out the website, hit me up directly. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, would be, uh, be glad to answer whatever questions people, uh, people might have, but we sure hope that you'll consider coming to Rock Hill and, uh, celebrating 25 years of, of disc golf community excellence. And what it sounds like, it's going to be an absolute hell of a time. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're hoping so. I yeah. mean, that's, uh, that we're all, I mean, there's probably at any given point, there's probably 60 or 80 people a day now working on this thing. I mean, we've wow. got teams of people that are you know, that are going hard and, uh, you know, our staff will be somewhere between 150 and 200, um, for one, for one venue. Um, so it's, uh, it's an incredible endeavor, uh, on, you know, on the part of many, many people. So shout out to my, my squad and, uh, mm-hmm. for you know, years of loyalty and belief in this and, um, you know, for help making all of our disc golf dreams come true. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. And we'll be watching the success of the event from wherever we are, maybe in person. Yeah. Thanks, JP. Thank you, guys. Have take a great night. J- yep, take absolutely. it easy, JP. All right, everybody. Jonathan so, Poole. I'm just going to throw this out to the chat. Ben put up a poll. Who has the better beard? Jonathan Poole oh, or Matt Graham? It's not even a question. Give it to JP. I will say this. In person, JP's got a badass looking beard. It's, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a little bit longer than yours, I think. It is. It's, yeah, it's you're a little bit you're a little bit more filled out in the sense like I think yeah. it's a little bit wider, mm-hmm. but he kind of has it more like it's nice and know. even, Matt. Exactly. Says. You could so, probably yeah. I can get there. Both, I can get there. I can yeah. get there. Yeah, we so, don't need to. Someone said Nick shouldn't even be on this call right now. <laughs> Nick shouldn't inches. even be on yeah. the call. <laughs> People in person at MVP. Wow, your beard looks bigger in person. And I'm like, maybe you haven't watched in a while. <laughs> it's funny because when I look back on old episodes, it's you so just weird. slowly see it it's so weird. We got to do a time lapse. Okay. Uh, That'd be funny. Actually. We're going to move into a few other topics, but I just wanted to run through uh, some of the questions that we did have lined up for Matteo. If there's any that stand out where you're like, dude, it's an obvious answer, then like, tell me. Um, I think JP actually answered this one. What is it about you? This was going to be a Matt, Matty, as a player that resonates with so many fans. 
what is it about the Simon-like players, the Matty O players, and then pick whoever else, Christian Tatar? Yeah. I feel like Christian's a little different in this park, and so is Paul McBeth. I agree. Yep, Kristen yep. and Paul McBeth are a little different. Yeah, but the kind of Simon, both of them different than what a Simon There's and two different types is. here. Yeah. Simon responds to the fans, right? Like, he was the one who's like, I'm going to show them what they want to see, which mm-hmm. is excitement, right? Matty O, he is a showman as well. Yeah. I want to give the fans that reaction that they love. You play into that, the fans love you back. That's what's happened after 20 years of him trying to win these events. That's how I see it. Do you think that's what resonates with the fans too, Evan, Nick, Ben? I, I think it's a little bit of just like, just like, I, I don't like, I'm trying to figure out like the humor of Matty Yo. Is he just like, <laughs> he doesn't try to be funny, but he just yes. like, his presence is just yeah. like fun and, and, and joyful. I, that's not a word, and joyful, but that's what I want to say. Yeah. So I'm going to say it. Uh, it just, he has this presence when he talks, you're just like, man, let's go. Kind of has a little bit of the Southern draw. He has the huge love for Alabama football. Mm-hmm. It just like all gets put together and it's just, it's a fun uh, kind of just personality that he has put on it he, very, like, I think it's very distinctly different than Simon and then yes. like uh, Kristen and Paul and, and different kind of fan favorites. Yeah. It's and Nate Sexton's totally different too. That's another mm-hmm. fan favorite. They're all so different. And Matty O kind of has his little slice of the pie and his type of personality. I think watching Matty O win, excuse me on holy teen and everyone just rushing over cheering maddie oh maddie oh maddie oh or like maddie whatever um i literally was sitting there i was like is there a person at this course right now who dislikes matt orm <laughs> so like, i really wanted I, almost uh, almost every other player you can say yeah people dislike them like you know yeah, fans of the ricky king of hot takes yeah fans of ricky uh, may not like paul fans of paul may not like ricky like that's a kind of a rivalry thing and then you would not have heard the chanting you would not yeah Isaac Robinson taps in as a world champ and he taps in here, the next event. You would have heard a roar, yeah, but you would have not have heard Isaac. Uh, like you yeah. wouldn't have heard that. Like there was this next level. Let's carry Matteo to the finish. Like it was really, really special yeah. to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It, what I was trying to say is the king of hot takes, Drew Gibson. Oh. I say that with love. <laughs> uh, his social media is entertaining. Uh, he goes, Matteo is your it was it your favorite players, favorite player, or, or it's like yeah. your pros, favorite something like player, that, something yeah. along that. Yeah. And I, I think it's kind of fun to word it that way. Yeah. If your favorite player is, is Simon, well, Simon's flavor player is Matty. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's <laughs> yeah. kind of how it feels. Uh, the, like seeing a bunch of the, you know, players tapping out and then hanging out by hole 18. They were all stoked for Matty. Yo, I don't think a single person there was like, oh, I, I kind of hope Matty bogeys this. Yeah. And, People. And Gossage gets it. Like, no hate to Gossage, of course. It's just the so much love to Matty O yep. or Eagle yeah. or Simon or anyone else in the in the mix. I mean, people are saying that Simon on hole 17 literally congratulated Matty O on it was live, live coverage. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know that, actually. <laughs> I, I told mean, that's, you. Yeah. Matt, did yeah. I not tell you, you that? Did. We, we were was, watching okay. on the big screen on all 18. Yeah. And, and I was like, yep. I was like, Simon just mouthed Matty O. Like, he's probably, like, congratulating yeah. him or something. It was clapping. So, Oops. dude, that's cool. so cool. I can read yeah. lips. Yeah, so that's badass. Let me. So we can't answer this one, but man, it's one I kind of wanted to know. And it, again, it may seem obvious, but I wanted to hear his response. That's why an interview is a good mm-hmm. interview. Did you ever think the time would come to win an elite event, or had you mentally checked off that it might never happen? Now, as a competitor, he's always trying for that. Do you think he ever settled with himself that he's like? It may, it just may never happen. I think for, for how good, and I'm not going to answer yeah. for him. Don't right. get me wrong. I know what I'm, I'm saying. Just we don't know. I'm thinking like, yeah. let, let's say I'm Matty O. 
for how well he's done at these events, podium finishes, you know, world's lead cards, stuff like this. Like he had to know that it was probably, I don't think he ever gave up on it. Is pretty much what I'll say. I don't think he ever gave up on the idea that he could win an elite series event. No, I, I think I'm just, I, let yeah. me rephrase. I don't think as a competitor, he would ever give up on trying and thinking that he could. Yeah. But like, it's been 20 years. Like Nick, if you had never won it, I mean, 20 years, do you finally get to a place where you're just like, it just may not be what happens. And I think every player is probably there, but I'm just wondering if it was like more for him, if he just kind of had to settle with that and just be like, this may never happen. I'm going to sure as hell try, but yeah. it just may never happen. Maybe. I, I mean, maybe I, I think, in, I think internally he, he was still believing in himself, but yeah. I do yeah. think, you know, the little Matty O sitting on a shoulder and the, the good and the evil one, <laughs> yeah. the evil Matty O sitting on a shoulder was absolutely saying, Hey, you're never going to win one. You're never going to win one. And the good one was like, no, I, I always have a chance, you know, going yeah. back and forth but there was definitely you know that little evil one just yelling at him saying you'll never win him and i like i know for a fact that was in his mind think about i i didn't watch a lot of interviews for mvp opens since we're on site so often mm -hmm. but in worlds he was interviewed and it was pretty much asked that and he's like like you could feel that he just knew like he wanted it was he wanted to come one day and he knew yeah. that he just like needed to get it done because if he went his whole career without winning one like how much regret and tough that is mm -hmm. to to live with that and i'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of other players who feel that way too, who are uh, legends of the game. I mean, the next most podiums in MPO without a win is Johnny McRae. And think about Johnny McRae, how much of a legend he is. You yeah. know, you don't even much bring up USDGC. Whole seven. Like, like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that, but you bring up a good point. Uh, it's like, yeah. That's got to be eaten at him, which like obviously really stinks and it, it's hurtful. But it, you know, I, he's won a master's major since then. Like he's yeah, won yeah. plenty of other oh, events. So like he has the good of disc golf. He's a complete legend mm -hmm. uh, who's looked up to by so many people. But yeah, he's got that little evil Johnny McRae on his shoulder. That's probably like, oh man, you never <laughs> won one, Johnny. And that is yeah. tough. Uh, so I, I would imagine you're right with that. I can't begin and i would ask maddie about this we're not going to hear it right now maybe we will get a future interview but the emotions as he continued to hit birdie after birdie and the gallery kept pushing and cheering and him doing it you can see the celebration yeah. i wish he could explain to me what that felt like there were people that said they saw and i think it was live he was motioning to like his heart was beating really fast he's doing one of these like like he's my very, heart's beating yeah, really fast exactly he's very like loud Just, character yeah. out there it's cool he always is showing his emotions he's got you know the whole first down thing his interviews yes. are you know coach told me to do this and whatever yes. and it's just i gotta go back and listen to yeah. our interview with him that yeah. we've done yep um does this do anything for him as a player does it change him as a player does it change the way he plays does it change his mindset I don't know what he would say. Any reaction to that? Well, who said again in Burr when he was like, well, I finally got the one big one. Now the rest of them should kind of come pretty easy. Mm -hmm. And then Maybe. Gannon won USCGC yep. and then kind of popped off this year. Who knows? Maybe the year of 2024 is Matty O's year. It, it, it could I be. Think, I think the exact same thing. Yeah. I think it's... He's got it's the chip the, off the shoulder. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird to think about it that way. See you later, in, like, it's not a motivating thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's really that. It's yeah. the relief. He doesn't... When he's in a tight battle and he's on hole 17 and it's tied. He doesn't have to be like, like, Oh my goodness. If I like, if I don't get this, I'll never win one. Like he knows he has it. He can relax and just play disc golf, mm -hmm. which he's good at. And so I, I, it's one of those things where like, I wouldn't be surprised if he won like two or three next year or mm -hmm. for the rest of this year. Yeah. But it's also not like I, I'm not going to pick him to win multiple next year. Yeah. Still like, I am. still 
ginormously Manio. tough field. I mean, we know Ben. We know I'm, you are. Right, you I, have, I, have, I haven't yeah. been able to speak. Uh, I've been the biggest believer of Matteo uh, in this room. In this, in this, everyone made fun of me when I picked Matteo. Go to back win. to two years ago. But but who, who but, caddied for Matteo? I caddied for Matteo MVP Open. He was on lead card. But did final you pick Matteo this weekend? No. I picked no, Ezra because he was sitting right there. Yeah, and I picked Gannon. Yeah. So it was it was like a, it was like a, it was like a it was a silly thing. But Matteo <laughs> Ezra Fish talking. I mean Ezra, yeah. Ezra but actually but Matteo, yeah. Like, yeah. I think the reason everyone so was so just like infatuated with him and all that is because I think he's the best on course role model there is in the game. I've never seen him get angry, mad, punch something, swear. He's always just like so happy and exuberant. And he's like, he, I think we can relate to him as the common man who was just like grinding, 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 and then boom, he never gave up on his dreams and he did it. And that's why I was so hyped for him to win because I've been such a big believer. And yes, I did caddy for him two years ago, MVP Open, final card. He didn't get it done. So I felt like I had a connection with him um, with that win. And and uh, that's you why. You felt so connected. What did you do? Now? Yeah, that's why uh, in 18, when he did the upshot, I. Uh, I jumped the fence. (laughs) I just saw people doing it and I went for it and I'm like, and then I ended up there and I'm like, what did I just do? (laughs) That's how hyped I was for uh, Matteo. I didn't even realize what what I was doing. It was just like, it was just like a surreal (laughs) moment for me and and a lot of people. Uh, That's very cool. So let's ask this question. How cold was the pond? He, he'd have to answer it. We had a lot of rainwater. Yeah. I'm assuming it's cold. But Nick, you're the only person that we can actually ask that question to when you jumped in. Was it cold? Uh, I don't I don't remember, oh, to be man. honest. Doesn't, I'm not going to lie. It's not burn. Yeah. No, no ice so bath. we played that tournament, what, in, uh, back then, it was summertime. It was June when we played that tournament because that year, the Maple Hill Open was okay. in like June. Probably warm. So, yeah, because I remember... No, it was in August. I lied. It was in August because my sister, <laughs> my parents couldn't come to the event because my sister was getting picked up in New York. So yeah, it was August, which I would assume, I mean, still summertime. It was probably pretty warm. So Nick jumped in because he won the AMA side, side back in the day. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, we don't know. I wanted to hear if he thought about the cold water. He swam for a while. He swam for a while, went over to the whale sack whale. Dude, that was, yeah, that was, he was trying to get up yeah. on it. Um, um, that, dude, it was awesome. How can you they didn't have like to build a dock super far out there this year because we actually had a lot of water over flooding, oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty minutes north of Maple Hill, the week of, like not during the tournament, but like coming up. There's a town. It's it's said Lemonster. It's spelled funky because it's New England. Yeah. It got eleven inches of rain in six hours. Like, I, uh, yeah, that was on yeah. Monday, wasn't it? That's yeah, it was. Yeah. Cars I, I were underwater, my, houses were underwater. Yeah, yeah, it was the night you drove back. Yeah. It was happening. Yep. I drove home, and I mean, I left kind of late. <laughs> I have an hour and a half drive back to New Hampshire. It was then. I think it took me like two and a half because yeah. I was just on. I was driving up, and all of a sudden, this like Waze is telling me to go a different <laughs> way, and then there's signs saying like the the road through Lemonster, the highway is closed, and I'm like, yeah. what? And then I'm driving through kind of hilly Sheesh. towns. And those are closed too. And uh, it was a yeah. mess. And like, I so, sat yeah. at one spot and didn't know if I could cross it until like cops were crossing. I'm like, all right, I it took me a long my, time. My, it cousin, was bad. my cousin's neighbor's house, uh, like it completely kind of like the road to driveway, Just to walkway, it completely caved in. Yeah. It's so insane. that was just, that was literally 25, 30 minutes north of Maple Hill. Just mm-hmm. so to put it in perspective, we dodged a quote bullet with that. And, but the ponds were, and full. then a hurricane came through. Yeah. yeah. We got so the tail edge the, of that. that I got, I got wind burned like crazy. I was literally like, I got, uh, I, I had a headache 
because of the wind. Oh, you're just standing there vending. Yeah. Yeah. But Northeast Disc hey, Golf Expo. Uh, germ, germ dropped grass on the ground and it didn't move. Well, so ben, we're just about to this injury. topic. We're just, yeah, fake injury. We're, I, ju- we're just about I, to this topic. I say that with all the love to germ. We're, I, we're coming back yeah, to that. I'm not hating sure, on we'll cut, cut that and I, send it to Big Germ. Yeah, cut I'm that. literally, I, I, yeah. Okay. I understand where Jeremy's coming from because he just wasn't on hole one where he was whipping. Yes. He was okay. on 13. We're so going to come back to that topic. I actually have it. I want to finish up the Matty O interview, which he's not here. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to ask him about the win. I was going to say, hey, what'd you think? Because he was chase card. So he had technically teed off in that probably worst gust. Like he had started his round there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just going to ask him what he thought was unique about Maple Hill and wind compared to where, wherever else he's played. Mm-hmm. Haley said... Did you hear? I did. I did. Oh, you did. Yeah. She said, and I'm maybe I'm misquoting here, but she let. I'm trying to see. You got to say this. she said the windiest conditions I've ever played. She there you go. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I heard. So that's interesting. And big germs going. <laughs> well, that wind. makes my Waco round so less important now <laughs> that they had this windy of a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got to caddy for Gannon, and he yeah. said he shot his worst round of his year. Okay. Um, how long do you envision yourself touring the U.S. to play in the Disc Golf Pro Tour? This was a question How old for is Matteo? That was going to be part of my question. I actually don't know. Because everyone's saying he's been playing for 20 he's like years. 30, are we talking like 33, 17, 35? Are we talking 37 at most? I'd say Pablo's 33. age. I think he's 33. Yeah, 33. That's what I'd go. So he's been playing I, on the Pro Tour for 20 years since he was 13 years old? Someone said 36 in the chat. Is this fact? That's a guess. I'm, yeah. I, I, sure I'd be close to say 17. I would say 36 to 38. World. Yeah. I, I would say so 36 to 38. So he was 17, then 15 in 03 when he first played. So now he's 35. That's my guess. 35. Yeah. Well, uh, so... Who knows how long he has the win now? Maybe he's inspired to just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Schwebe said 36, so I feel like he's the yeah. most uh, Ooh, reliable. Was probably. I the closest? Yeah. Was I the closest? I, well, let's I, technically, I technically said it. he was 36 yes. to 30. Did you I win. call Paul Pablo? Okay. Who am I? Why did, I just realized I said that. <laughs> Ian, Ian Anderson over there. <laughs> it's because Nick said it the other day and it like stuck in my head. Oops. All right. Sorry, Paul. I don't um, have the right to call him Paul. Well, so we don't know his answer to that. But in moving here, segueing to other topics. I want to segue into something really quick. I know I was late to the show, but our homies over at Discology have set up something awesome for us. By the way, Haley King. Is sponsored. Discology sponsored yeah. player? She's rocking them bags. She's actually that. got the same bag that I just got, which I'm super, super stoked about. Um, Discology, discgolf.com. They're actually running a $20 off code for us. So Wonderful. if you go onto their website, go to discology, discgolf.com. It is for the new icon bag. The $20 gift card will bring it down to $119.99. For an amazing bag, that's an incredible price. Probably some of the best prices in the disc golf market, if not the best prices in the disc golf market. For the new Icon bag, awesome colorways. I know Matt and Ben both got a blue one and a red one. Blue and black is my favorite color combo on almost anything in the world, but I also do like some bright colors. That's why I got the OGV2 one. But once again, discologydiscgolf.com. Use code NickMatt20. I don't know if you can somehow put that up on the screen. Probably can, no caps can, or anything. Just we can put Nick it in our Matt description 20. on YouTube. T- two zero Nick. Yeah. N I C K M A T T twenty, and you guys will get twenty dollars off the Icon bag. 
that is new out there. And we're making a video to show you what we think of these bags. Yeah. So just stay tuned for that. It's going to happen soon. My ankle has it been is. postponing all these review yep. videos, so we'll get those out there. We're going to do some awesome stuff. Okay. So. Are we moving on from the wind already? No. We're getting into the wind. Okay. That was disqualified. I got... Here we go. Which means we are moving on from the wind because we don't want Evan's take. This is going to be a little bit... People hear it all the time, so you don't even need a preface from me. A little bit of a rant session. But let me get it, then everyone, you know, just cut loose. I'm a safety <laughs> professional. I'm a safety professional by my career in 13... Well, in 13 years range. We work with one of the most hazardous industries there is, electricity. And I'm not talking even house residential. I'm not talking inside, you know, buildings. I'm talking like 500,000 volts or a million volts. Like the stuff they're sending from Canada's uh, water turbine generations to wherever. Like I'm talking like massive, like blow you up electricity. Mm -hmm. Safety is like super serious. And I'm going to bring it back down to say, even when you're not dealing with electricity and you're dealing with trees, which is where we're going to go with this wind conversation, we had, and not to put a damper, I don't want to put, even put sad music up. This is legit. We had an employee who was crushed by a tree dead uh, just two years ago, uh, standing on the side of the road. He's a utility worker. And the trees fall so fast. It's not crack oh, I'm looking up and it's falling slow like when they chainsaw it because chainsawing, you're on purpose intentionally controlling the fall. When a tree, yes, when a tree cracks because of wind, it's stressed. And when it pops, it's already falling like a brick. How long does it take a brick to hit the ground? It's really fast. You yeah. would like snap your fingers. Someone give me the equation for gravity. <laughs> Trees will fall that fast. Now, 9.8 meters per second squared. Just, just to put that into perspective, sure. <laughs> just to put that into perspective, when do you call that trees might fall over? Do you wait till a tree falls over and then say, oh, we probably should have called it before the tree fell over or somebody dies and then everybody goes, oh my goodness, why were we playing in this wind? And so I'm just setting the stage with that first. Now, I was caddying for Gannon. True privilege, true honor. Thank you, Gannon. We were out there on Whole Seven's tee pad. And I live here in New England. Wind, I know what it is and what it isn't when it's here. When you're in the woods of Maple Hill or any of the woods around here, you're looking out for what you call widow makers, which is just dead branches everywhere. Trees take those down all the time. I mean, wind does. We're on Whole Seven and it got so windy. And some people will laugh. But when you're standing in the woods and it's probably just about peaking out at 50 miles an hour in the woods, 50, yeah, like that's almost faster than I throw a disc. That's, that's <laughs> I could have thrown straight into it. Yeah. It just hovers there. But I literally look at the group worth. It's Cole Rodolin, Gannon Burr, the caddy. And um, he didn't talk the whole round. Was it Marweed? I think it might've been Marweed. It, as in like, he's just a quieter yeah, player. He's a quiet guy. But I looked around at the group and I said, guys, I'm kind of joking, but I'm being serious. Like, I don't mean to be a downer. I said, listen for a crack and be ready to sidestep a tree. Mm -hmm. I literally had those words come out of my mouth. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we're waiting for a horn or anything. It's just like, this was the moment and this is what I'm thinking. We get up the fairway, the horns blow. The players, competitive as they are, were like, oh man, it's going to be unfair because other cards didn't go out. Like, they're thinking the competitive mindset. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The play here that the Pro Tour made, and I'll, I'll even address that in a minute, was to stop it for this high gust period, which was about an hour and a half, and to resume it when winds returned to what they were, not when Previously. they were gone. Yeah. 
Because at first I said, this is this is going to be unfair. Absolutely. Yeah. You're stopping the play. The lead card hadn't gone off. We're halfway through the round. Yeah. But if they plan to return it when winds were back to the 30 miles an hour, then I say, okay, cool, whatever. But I want to get two things straight here. Safety concern, absolutely. People who are making jokes about it, I don't, I don't fault you. You don't live here. You don't know. But it was an absolute safety concern. And if somebody did get crushed by a tree, uh, it's very possible that Seth Muncy goes to jail. Just is what it is because he's the guy, and this is where the point comes for the pro tour. Jeff Spring has nothing to do with these calls. Mm -hmm. They've done that on purpose so that it can't be swayed by uh, money, profits, whatever, right? Like, no, we need this to happen. So Seth Muncy is the final call on this, and he has a standard that he follows, and he said he did not want to see the lead card tee off and have a thousand-person gallery step into the woods yeah. with that current gust that almost went up to 50 miles an hour. A tree taking out one person is bad, taking out more is another. Some people can say it didn't happen, but that's the game of what if. And if it did happen, yeah. again, it's a very I serious like thing. I like being able to say that it didn't happen <laughs> right. rather than right. it did happen. Um, realistically, I think that's one big area that a lot of people aren't realizing is the amount of people that were there, especially on the weekend days. I mean, Thursday when people were there, the parking lots were overfilled because of how many actual, like, actually how many people came out to the event. Mm -hmm. So now imagine on Saturday, it's the first weekend day. People are excited to go out and watch all the cards for the FPO and the MPO. I mean, you're bringing all these people to three, four, five, six, seven, the eight holes. They're under trees. Uh, people on 14, they're under trees by the basket. There's people littered all over the course. And all it does is take that one, that one freak accident to just completely shut down the tournament. It changes lives. Everything. It, it, yeah, it changes. Everything lives. is done. It, yeah. it, it really does. So it's, it's it, I like being able to say that we'll be able to see the MVP <laughs> open next year rather than the events never going to happen again because someone died on the property. And now all of a sudden you just have lawsuit on lawsuit on lawsuit potentially. So that's kind of my take. Now I'll pass it over to Evan with this preface, big term on the top of hole 11, right? I'm assuming right after the horns are blown showing that there's no wind. And I just want to say he I'll leave my judgment like I'll leave that for another time, actually, on what happened there. But where we were at that time, no joke. Haley said is the windiest ever. I feel like it was like good enough to say, look for a place to sidestep because it was that crazy. Um, it is again. It's like, yeah, it was really windy. I remember we were talking about. It. So anyways, what do you think, Evan? Yeah, I think you, you said it really well, Matt. Uh, I think the most important factor with high wind conditions is the woods, as you were saying. This is much different uh, than Emporia, Kansas, which uh, does have trees, but a, a many of their holes, it's you know one or just a few. It's not really the woods as much. So uh, that famous round three at DDO last year, I believe, was about thirty mile an hour winds. This was uh, maybe about the same with gusts up to fifty or sixty. It was the gusts like, that were scary. That. That is way stronger and in the woods. Uh, so it, it, it clears really, really unsafe. I don't want to hear any, <laughs> any players who have to, uh, you know, am or pro who play in the Midwest to be like, I played in windier conditions. Cause <laughs> that like, that's, I, that's tough. I wouldn't want to live somewhere that's windy. I get that. You want to kind of strong arm someone. Yeah. Uh, we do the same thing when it snows exactly. in North Carolina. We're like, well, you're closing schools for an inch. Uh, like, stop it. <laughs> it's like, true. Everywhere and you going. know what? That's a great point, Evan. I'm jumping in because the point you just made needs to be reiterated. It's not because they get one inch. It's usually because it ends up being icy. And when we hear one inch, we think, oh, what are you guys, wimps down there? We can drive in 30 inches. Yeah. But the difference is theirs is icy, and we don't usually experience that as much. And that's the difference here. If you have 50-mile-an-hour winds somewhere, and then you hear we get 
you know, 50, you're like, what's the big deal? But the difference is we got all these dead trees yeah. in the woods. So that's a yeah. great point, yeah. Evan. It, add in, you mentioned the rain. Like I, this is something I didn't know before, like a week ago, uh, is when it rains a lot, the, you know, the soil gets softer, trees are more susceptible. Wow. That's yep. a hard word to you say. I'm not good at saying words either, uh, to falling down because of the, the damp ground. Yeah. Uh, and so you're at an added risk because of all that. Uh, if you have, you know, lots of widow makers, there's lots of things to think about. And Nick, you made a great point about all the spectators. I, all people are important. That is like, that's the baseline. But how I think of it is all the players on the course, like that's a constant variable throughout the whole day. It's going to be the same amount until lead card finishes up. Uh, that's the constant no matter what. But when you have lead and chase cards going out, you have hundreds to thousands of more fans covering every inch of the fairway in mm -hmm. greens. Uh, if a tree falls, it's not, it's like it's, it would be hard for it to not hit somebody. Yeah. Whereas if it's just four people or some caddies, there's a lot of space where it could go and and be away from people. But that's not to say you you don't want to risk lives earlier in the day than later. Of course, there's the gusts getting factored <laughs> yeah. into. There's there's a lot of different things. And so this is what Seth say, Muncy's doing. Look, people people and, struggle to move out of the way from a disc that's coming at them, and I saw that many a time so far <laughs> this year on the Pro Tour. People struggle to move out of the way of a disc. Now picture a freaking tree going at you. Mm -hmm. There's like yeah. some people just don't have good reflexes. I'm not faulting them, but and some you don't even have don't to have bad have, reflexes. Yeah, to get exactly. Hit for how quick that was it my can point, go down. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, Evan, yeah. I cut you off. Uh, and no, 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 that's all good. I'm like, I was just pretty much uh, piggybacking on what you guys said, but I, I do want to address what Germ did just real quick. Uh, I, I have all the love to Germ. He's a fantastic guy, but I did not like these stories. And I'm sure he, after the fact, is like, ah, maybe that wasn't the best or learn more afterwards. But I do, I, I think maybe his issue is miscommunication. I don't know how well it was addressed from uh, the staff to the players and restart times and all that. That can be really tricky. And I understand well, I it can be stressful that you don't know when. Uh, sure. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. Cause well, I, I was there and I literally asked, I turned again and I said, how do they communicate this to you? Like, cause the horn blew. Yeah. I said, so where are you going? Like a social media group, emails, like text. He goes, I don't know. And so for what it's worth, he didn't know immediately. It's not like the horn blows, the text message goes out. Um, so we didn't know they were waiting. Gannon, everybody's waiting just like everybody else to find out what the proposed update was if you will so yeah. nobody did know so big germ didn't know but this is where i'm going to go lean a little bit towards like i'm a safety professional i'd no longer visit the cruise on like a regular basis that used to be something i did yeah i got a promotion <laughs> but one of the things is people hate to see the safety guy show up people hate that guy that limits what they're doing either because of pride issues they're like i can work in this condition or because um, they feel like it's making more work than what they feel like they could do. Seth Muncy had people after this call literally calling for his job. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Bombarding the pro tour and the staff saying like, he shouldn't have a job. This is mismanaged. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like, and so I went up to Seth and I said, Seth, I know you're newer to the safety role of this all. <laughs> like it's part of the job. People hate it, but you made the right call because at the end of the day, if you don't make that call and somebody dies, and I said this seriously to him, like you could be liable yeah. and you may just feel like your life, you ruined somebody else's life. Like you have to make that call from the player's perspective, talking to a lot of the players this week, not even about the wind situation, just in general frustration around a storm is 15 miles away with lightning and it's not near us. It's sunny and bright and it just goes north of us and never hits us. And we get a delay. 
I understand how that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Believe me. And if I'm not the guy that's responsible, I'm kind of like, let's play on. <laughs> like, yeah. that's me. Yeah. But if you're the responsible person, that's what I, I wanted to walk up to each person that said, like, horrible call. And I wanted them to sign on a line that said, I will be liable if somebody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Me. And nobody would do that. Would have done it. Yeah. No, they'd be like, I ain't doing yeah. that. People, so. people always ask when I go to blasting job sites, they're like, am I allowed to hit the button? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, then sign here. When you yeah. get hit by a rock, you're like, li- I'm yeah. not liable for it. Exactly. No, you cannot hit the button. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. So okay. yeah, I want to hit the button. All right. Uh, but to, yeah. to wrap up wrap what I was up. saying is it's, it's, it, I get that it's like, it can be stressful if yes. you're not knowing everything that's happening. You want to know. And I get that where Germ was and wasn't as windy and he's played in worse. Uh, but it's the like, have patience for the understanding. Uh, think about like what's going on elsewhere on the course. I mean, Germ couldn't see it from hole 13, but as you guys said, hole one was whipping. It, there's different things that can be happening. There's a lot of different topics that this can cover too, which I don't know if we'll cover them all, but just in general, if you don't like how things are going, like have some patience and think about yeah. why it's that way uh, and kind of think about it. Don't be so maybe uh, quick to, well, to hate on things. And even I, if you're stressed out, which I, I, I'm not going to say I'm not perfect. I do that sometimes too. It's just human oh, nature, but try we've best. all done it. And I have a live show. We have a live show that we do every week and I regret things that I say often and I still come back and I've learned the lessons. I've apologized on the show for things that I've said. I think the problem here was, and I, and I, again, I don't want to make this, this isn't about big germ. So if you're listening big germ, this isn't about you. It's just generally you're wearing his hat. So yes, all the love lesson (laughs) learned for me in these scenarios is like, yeah, I should have waited before I like made something public. Like, for what it's worth, he could have walked back. Now, maybe he could have done the video on top of the hill and then walk back and find out what's going on. And then if he felt like it was still dumb, he could post it. Yeah. But like he could have talked to somebody. L- long story short, this again, this is not about big germ. It was about the safety of the wind. You also got to realistically look at it. Like for all these pro tour players, they've been playing since what? February, pretty much at this point. Yeah, they're fed every up. single one of them knows that when that horn goes off, yeah. play is suspended for some odd reason. They will find out what that yeah. reason is in a due time like they have an email blast pretty sure they get a text blast and it's up on you like when i went to look at scores on saturday i saw that it was in a wind delay the first thing that i see on udisc is this massive red banner wind delay and i'm like oh no way like that's kind of crazy and so these players when that horn blows they know play suspended it doesn't really matter for what reason play is suspended you brought up a great point and i actually told this to seth now Seth is human like any of us. He's the guy who gets to make the call on safety stuff. Again, it's not tied to the top, meaning they can't persuade him and twist his arm. Okay. I did say one thing and he's like, oh, maybe I'll talk to our communications group or whatever. To post out wind delay as a PR thing does come across as very like not positive to the people who are out West. They're like, what in the heck is a wind delay? It could possibly have been changed to just simply say safety delay safety delay mm-hmm. and then it could describe in a little parentheses below like you know dead trees and wind cause the possibilities of people being crushed you know like you say it that way and i think people are less likely to be like what's well, this wind delay it's like no i mean something else. okay so take us from the east coast yeah i saw wind delay and i'm like that makes total sense well you get it from the, the east coast i yes. get it because i'm on, from the east coast <laughs> yeah. i mean if like, but other people didn't read well, it that way. If, if people are out delay, in, you know, you the know? mid, if people yeah, are on the Midwest yeah. or whatever, and I see wind delay, I'm like, dude, they about to get hit with a tornado or something. Yeah, like that's that's yeah. where I'm going with my mindset. Changing. But 
I think that's also just a, a common sense thing. All know. right. Maybe I have a little bit more. Than I, I just have people, one more thing. Ben, give one it more to thing. Us. Just just for you guys didn't mention that Germ posted maybe 30 minutes after maybe 20 saying when it was picking up. He's like, oh, now it's windy. Yes. Maybe maybe they were incorrect. <laughs> so he wasn't like a completely. I didn't know Germ had posted. No, he posted I, that like 20. I didn't know that either. It ben, was so no. Hold for sure. No, I. So this is interesting. I actually read that as a joke because I read it as he goes. Now they're starting us back up when there is wind. That's how I heard it, which was still a dig. That's oh, the way I read it. I, I thought it was heard, like, he goes, now look, it's windy. Now we're starting. Like, that's how I heard it. I, I thought he was just saying like, no, it is windy. Maybe they did make the right call. But I also think <laughs> part of his reason might have been because of the competition wise. I don't think it was just because of wind. It could have been like, because lead cards about to tee off. There's a bunch of factors. Anyways, oh man! But he did. I'm, I'm not going there. Yeah, we're not going, going there tonight. There. We're also we're talking Listen, about the same people who bring up. this up every single week that the lead card gets favored over everyone else. The feature cards get favored over everyone else. There's featured players who get favored. Dude, <laughs> no, don't even. I feel you. But, don't even get I feel it. There could then go. But th there could be an ens essence, not not intentionally favored, but there could be. They could be getting benefits at the earlier. Yes. I don't think it's intentional. I don't think they're like, oh, we gotta make sure we gotta make the TV look good. It's you inherent. Could, I'm of the day. You yeah, could be benefited teeing too, off like, earlier sometimes yeah, and later. So yeah. it could happen. But most like, times, yeah, it's just scientific. Okay, moving football on. Football games that start at one in the afternoon versus eight o'clock at night. Would you rather play in the sun or would you rather play in the lights? I mean, okay. Do you take that as an advantage thing too? Everyone has to yeah. deal with it. If you want to tee off yep. later, shoot better. Get better, make the lead card <laughs> good. Be a very famous person in the sport of disc golf. You will get onto the feature cards for that reason. That's what happens when a lot of events you get onto feature cards. It's what happens. Well, be, the lead card was really about a tee, like Eagles on the tee pad with his disc, like lining up, and then they call it. That's I think that's really why some people were like thinking competition might have been. It's, Why? It was because of I wasn't thinking that. I'm just saying. Wait, the woods. We no, have no, to no, wrap no. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying what the pros might have thought. It's not, not what I think. I haven't go there. As go. we finish I, up, I'm just gonna say, like, blowing the horn literally right before they tee off sounds like a huge disadvantage. Like, there, like a. I'm thinking baseball here. There's a lot of other sports you can put an analogy to, but I'm gonna go baseball. Uh, starting pitcher warms up, jogs out to the mound, and then has to go into a rain delay. And that's like the worst thing ever because then you're sitting cold He's and they, cold. that pitcher might not even pitch anymore. Uh, and so like having your warm up lead right into when you tee off is pretty crucial. And so I think like you could argue it's a disadvantage. Uh, same as other players having to stop and get cold. But again, it's yeah. the same, right? Every it, player so. is stopping at the <laughs> same time. Everyone yeah. is getting cold. Sorry for the people who did have to play yeah. the whole round. Don't get me wrong. That... That is annoying. I can understand. But they weren't where. playing it in the same conditions. Yes. This was the point it, exactly. when it got to a peak. We have to. We keep going in circles. Condition, here. Yeah, conditions are variable. Like it's variable it in variable. both directions. That's but all. To I'm be saying. fair, uh, that's not on. my point. I'm just saying what people, why people might have thought oh, yeah. certain things. I'm just yeah. bringing all the all the scenarios so everyone can make their. Well, own I had to talk through it with Gannon and Cole ben, on the way back. We're hating on you extra because you're wearing a Yankees hat. So it's yeah, nothing true. Don't do that so. again. No. Yeah, I don't. Even, why are you even wearing that? We already talked. I'm a Yankees fan. So and Mattio is here. We go. Gannon Burr. Matty O, Linus Carlson, and Luke Taylor. Thank you for those corrections, Evan, by the way. They're the only players to shoot bogey free at Maple Hill over four rounds. Sick. Four people. Gannon shot bogey And free? each of them did. Gannon did it the last the round. Last Gannon, round. if you're still oh, listening. Oh, oh. The last round, okay. Gannon did it. The first round, Matty O did it. I think 
uh, Luke and Linus did it in fourth round. So fourth round had three, Matteo in the first. Very cool. But I saw Gannon go from what he called his worst round ever the day before to in the wind round. to, a, I think it was 1,080 or something. Yeah. It was a really good round. So it was, it, was, it was fun to watch. And that was, by the way, speaking of Maple Hill, we don't need to get into this topic, but like there are some unfortunate ground play things. Mm-hmm. It's just part of playing there. But he was like bullseye on hole two. Pretty much. He was coming in bullseye, and next thing you know, we see his disc fly over the wall. Oh, no. And we're oh, like, he forehanded? No. It was a backhand. It was actually, so it turned over, it p- rode the wall, and then it was coming in at the bullseye, like a high ring back in, and it hit a rock near the bullseye and flew over the wall. Yeah. That's it, wild. The, the spotter literally said, that is, that might be the second worst kick of the whole tournament that I've wow. seen. And so he started his round kind of like that. And he's yeah. like, oh, I get a three there. So Gannon could have easily had the 10 down. Like, it was easy. So no bogeys. Good job, Gannon. And then yeah. finally, uh, and wrap up, and Evan, you'll probably have fun talking on this one. But we don't need to spend a lot of time yet. But is player of the year settled? Is it settled? Like, with a Matty O win here, now it's like, is it settled? Who's our player of the year? No, it's not settled. No, I think, it, it, dude. What are, do we need are to see? Are we US counting DGC? Pro Tour championships? I think it's going to be part of it all. You have to, right? I think yeah, you, you have, have to. You have to count I, I think you do. Okay. Yeah. So I we do. still have I two major, tra- I know Pro Tour Reef championships isn't a major. But what if some but, rando wins it? And I hate to say it that way, but like, let's just say it's a new winner again. If that happens, is it settled? Like, who would it be right now, Evan? Like, and you're off the top of your head. Is it Calvin? So. Is it Isaac? I'm torn. I'm torn. But I do feel like I'm leaning towards Isaac Robinson I'm because leading. the two major yes. wins, two like, majors. and the fact that no one else has really like gone like above and beyond crazy. Like, yes, Calvin, like he would, like, I think he's the clear next pick and he's going to be the clear pick for most people, uh, not finishing outside the top 20 all year in this day and age, two elite wins though. And one silver, like that's, if it, Gannon wins it's USDGC, tough. it's tough to be. It's tough to be player of the year that Rick did Rick won player of the year last year with five elite wins, uh, even though he didn't get a major. And that's yeah. a big difference than two. I, I'm a person who cares about wins and I'm a person who cares about wins at the major. If you won, like if Isaac won one major and one elite, I, I probably would put Calvin at head. Uh, but the two majors, that's just so big. Two majors in a year is huge. That doesn't happen very yeah. often. And I mean, let alone uh, Kristen having three and going for yeah. the sweep. If so, um, who, slam, so who baby. can beat that? Is it yeah. Calvin? If if Calvin won out USDGC and championship, then Calvin has it. If Calvin if, wins if out, Gannon I think Calvin does it. Get, yeah. If Gannon wins out, he if does Calvin it. Calvin gets USDGC. It's locked. I don't okay. care what happens. Okay. At yeah. championship. If Gannon even, gets even both, championship. if Gannon gets both, does he get it? I think Gannon, if Gannon gets if one, if Gannon gets USDGC, I could see the argument for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll be, That'll be the toughest scenario because yeah. I think I might go Gannon. Because Gannon has how many elite series? Three elite three. wins. Yeah. And Plus, a few silvers. They're not worth a lot, but they're not worth nothing. But two silver wins. What does Isaac have besides? Like, this is what Gannon said. Be, yeah. uh, Blue Ridge. That was a real solid win with a very good field. Gannon, so. uh, Isaac has two majors, I believe. No, two majors and any elite it. series. That's it. Two, no, no, two majors. No. So he just has. Okay. So yeah, I kind of cracked when it's crunch time. Something that's going to hold Isaac back is the real slow start to the year. He had a lot of like outside top 40 finishes to start the year. I don't have it in front of me, uh, but he, like Vegas, I think he was outside even, I think he was 80 something or 70 something. And he had a few other really low finishes that I think people are going to hold against him. But again, I'm someone who's like, what's the difference between skipping an event and coming in 80th? I don't see much of a difference, but other people feel differently. Yeah. So people are like, hey, aren't there points for this? Like, that's how we should decide. The answer is yes. But you have the PDGA 
and you have the Disc Golf Pro Tour. Disc Golf Pro Tour is also determined by vote in media, a portion of. Yeah. Uh, PDGA is straight up points. So, like, did we get a vote? I don't think the Nick and Matt show does. We should. But maybe we could reach out and see if we Let's want that. Let's reach out. Um, but I want to be the determining I think, vote. Yeah, I think the discussion is what's fun. I don't want to pull out a calculator and say, yep, it's obvious. The points yeah. say like, I think this is the fun part of the discussion. All depends on what you kind of value. Like you yourself, what do you value more in the yeah, sport? Exactly. Like, you know, and go to championships. You yeah, can do this. Exactly. Right, Evan? There you go. I'll, yeah. I'll say one more. Shameless uh, which, plug. Yeah, we have a player. We have a player of the year ranking system. I actually think Calvin or I got to look at actually real quick, but I have a stat that I want to say first, something incredible about Calvin's season. If you count up all of his points that he has dropped, do you know where he would be sitting in the uh, standings? Like if you count just his points that were dropped, you drop, you drop everything that counts and, and just take his drops. Wow. You flip it around. He'd be fourth place. I, I, He'd be first. Oh I don't my know. goodness, guys! Evan, not that good. Evan's just oh, like freaking. Fourth. Evan's freaking out about it. So it just maybe feel like he's hyped. I don't know. Oh, 12, 10th. 12. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I hyped it up too 20. much. That's you hyped it up to make it sound like it was he's, so good. He he still makes the cut. Oh, almost. He'd be oh making the tour championship. Wow. Which if you take him out, he would be the first player out. Which that's a weird way of saying that. Uh, he would be sitting behind Garrett Gerthy, and that's assuming Macbeth doesn't play tour championship. A lot of ifs and what's and all that stuff. All that to say, that's incredibly good. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll run over to our official uh, player of the year uh, right now, but if you guys just give me a second. Yeah, you can yeah. do that. And I, I will give Statmando a shout-out. Partner of our show for a long time since the almost the inception yeah. of Statmando. And they have a make-your-own ranking system. So if you want to argue this, you can do your weighting the way that you yeah. want. But what do you have as Statmando official? All right. Well, I'll I'll start with FPO because I think people are going to guess who the leader is, and that's yes, it's Kristen Tatar. Tatar. Uh, Owen Scoggins, interesting enough, is in second and has Sick. a pretty solid lead. Yeah. Uh, over Missy Gannon in third, Haley King jumped up a lot to be just behind Missy Gannon uh, and above Katrina Allen. I think it's worth noting that yes, Katrina has had a real tough stretch to end this year pretty mm -hmm. much since europe has been not herself uh she still had a great start of the year winning well preserve was one of the best performances we've seen all year yeah. uh, and then she also won vegas and i think that's it but has had a few good other finishes so worthy to be in the conversation uh as well and mpo uh it goes against my personal judgment but that's okay that's why you have all these different things calvin heinberg uh, number one, but it is less than a hundred points, which they're Calvin Heinberg is at 4,500 points. Gannon Burr is at 4,408. Uh, uh, Calvin's at 4,501. Excuse me. So a uh, little under a hundred points difference uh, from one to two. Isaac Robinson's three uh, and Eagle McBan's four with Simon Lazat five. So real interesting there. I think it'll be exciting how this season. It's going to be out. exciting, but U.S. Yeah. Women's is up next, and that is something that is always a break, if you will, from MPO action. Sometimes mm -hmm. you'll see MPO players out there caddying. I think we saw Paul do that for Hannah one year. Yeah, but Paul is probably going to be a new I don't dad think Hannah's right playing. around. Hannah's yeah. not playing. I couldn't. All <laughs> Shout out Hannah. I really hope so. Yeah. Shout out yeah. Hannah. Um, so we made it uh, to that point. No, we got to make some so picks. Close it out. Wait, we got to make it's some picks. picks. That's what I meant. We just have to do one pick. We just have to yeah. do one pick. Two yeah, hours, 20 minutes? Pick. Wow. That was a fast show. Um, we can't, we can't wait, what course is it on? 
new courses. It's yeah. so US uh, women's it's North Carolina, it's, I'd assume. Haley King. It, <laughs> it is not just a bad outside pick, yeah. Raleigh now. Raleigh. It's North gonna Carolina. be Kristen. <laughs> That's why so. I'm gonna vote Kristen. Uh, okay, I'm going Haley. Watch you how this works. We should maybe do a non-Kristen pick because I'm the go. Kristen, I know, I've never picked Kristen in my life. Right, I'll do if I do a non-Kristen pick, it'll be Haley. All right. That's good. My I think Valerie Mandahan. I gotta check registration, but I like I'm really tempted to get Evelina Salonen, but I also don't know the courses. Uh, last year they were kind of short. Er, and I'm going count merch. I'm, gonna, hey. uh, uh. I'm, I'm all torn up. I kind of want to go Evelina just for the fun of it. I'm really rooting for her to get Haley, Haley, Evelina, and Ben says cat merch. But are we? We're not doing pop picks. Not enough preparation. Or I got mindset. So. Let's uh, so. we'll do pop picks in our group chat. We'll talk about them next week. How about that? Give me a little time to prep on it. <laughs> Unless you want to do pop picks right. now. I'll pop pick now. Macy Valdez. I mean, all right, here we go. We're going. Holly Finley. I'm, going. Go. I'm going Ali Smith. Holly Finley's lucky. my pop pick every time. Yes. Going lucky. Let's go. All right. Awesome. Well, everybody, I know I tuned into the show late, but I do want to say one thing really quick, and this is kind of on a more serious note. We talk about it every single week. Um, seven years ago, I lost my best friend in a motorcycle accident. Seven years ago to this day, he was uh, an older brother to me, my cousin, and uh, my best friend. And if there's one person in the world that I wish I could say I love you to, it would be my cousin Danny right now. And uh, so every single week we tell you guys to tell someone you love them. You never know when that last opportunity you are going to have with them is. So please, thank you for tuning into the show tonight. Like, comment, subscribe. Please, please, please tell someone you love them this week. We'll catch you in the next one. Ben, you're awesome. Evan, you're awesome. Nick, you're awesome. We love you all. Peace out, everybody. Peace. Peace. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find The Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube.